Greetings and salutations. Welcome to another episode of What's Next with me, Nate Brosey. On the show today, I have a great conversation with Chris Poirier Kim. You may know him uh, from his daily burn workouts, his many TikToks, uh, or his instructional fitness videos on Instagram and YouTube. He and I uh, share some ideas about training, social media, fame, fitness, uh, and what it's like to be a person of influence. Um, I want to remind you that what's next may contain strong language and subject matter not suitable for children. Uh, so please enjoy my conversation with Chris Poirier Kim. Um, so yeah, like each person who comes in, it's fun because like I kind of have a general idea of like who I want to talk to um, or, or what uh, elements of their personality I want to like discuss. Um, but really just the conversation goes wherever, uh, sure. we want it to. So like, you know, with, with angel, for example, I was like, all right, we're both ninja coaches. What are we going to talk about? Let's, you know, and we ended up talking a lot about poop and kids because <laughs> we're both <laughs> dads now. Right. So yeah, I can still, that, that makes sense. Like, yeah. Talk to your father. And, yep. I mean, you're, I mean, not that the kids are, you know, young, like, I mean, the kids are, are, are a little older now, but still fairly new at fatherhood. Right. And, yeah, first, like, I don't know. They're years. they're long years, man. Like by the time my kids sense. are sick, you're kind of like an old hand at it. By the time you're like, you know, you meet a trainer or somebody who's been doing it for like six years, you're like, okay, you're you're starting to cut your teeth a little a little bit. That's uh, a yeah, we're gonna talk a lot. <laughs> All right, I'm ready when you are. I'm, I'm we're already rolling. The mics are on. Oh, we're already rolling. Yeah, so the you... mics mics are on, dude. All right, well let's. There you go. Oh. We live and we're live. We live. All right, sweet. What's up, Nate? <laughs> Let's have some completely non-scripted uh, conversation. Yeah, and see where it goes. I can't wait. Yeah. Probably my favorite part of this is that you gave me the permission to keep my Disney filter off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, it's funny that you use that term because <laughs> yeah, obviously, like, like I work with kids a lot, and sure. you know, part of it is we we have to have that. Yeah, definitely. You know, like if I'm teaching class, but outside of that i mean i've, I've cursed like a sailor <laughs> like, i've done it my entire life I, yeah I, for sure so if we're gonna have a true and honest podcast you know then i'm not saying i'm going to just you know obsessively you know gratuitously uh flavor the language yeah, more than is necessary <laughs> um but whatever it's we don't have to have a filter it's fine <laughs> yeah so. we're not gonna be cursing every other word but no obviously, depending where topics and conversations go we may yeah you know what's Ranch funny about that is like when I'm, when Sherry and I, so I'm a huge stand-up comedy fan, right? Like sure. I, I listen to a lot of stand-up comedy, which is probably why yeah. I got into like podcasts in the first place. Stand-up comedy is great. It's like the last like real form of free speech, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so Sherry and I, and we can talk about this later too if we want, but um, <laughs> we loved Louis C.K. like back in the day. Like yeah. he was, when he was on Opie and Anthony, I mean, there's not, Jesus, like this is going back a few years now. So they did this tour it was like the Opie and Anthony travel. I think it's called the Traveling Virus Tour. Jeez, that's a poignant phrase that didn't age well. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so they did this tour. I think they were down at the um, whatever. It doesn't matter the location. But we went and saw it, yeah. and it was Louis C.K., Jim Norton, Bob Kelly, um, Bob Saget, and. I don't want to leave anybody out, but there was uh, those yeah, were like the main ones I remember. Sure. And you know, I grew up watching Full House, right? Like, did you watch Full House when you were? I don't. 
remember too many people that like didn't. Danny Tanner. In the early 90s. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that was like the show that I grew up on, right? And Danny Tanner was like, you know, the, the white Bill Cosby. He was sure. like, the, <laughs> like <laughs> that's a great way. <laughs> there's to another that. thing that didn't age well. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um, on a roll, Nate. Yeah. yeah. He. Uh, that's how it happens. Uh, no, he. So you know, Danny Tanner was like everybody's dad. Yeah. On Full House. Sure. And then you go and see him do comedy, uh-huh. and it was almost like he was being raunchy or like over the top with with just mm-hmm. gratuitous foul language and topics that you were just like, Jesus, man! Like almost in order to sort of, he's like, yeah, you never thought Danny Tanner would be telling you that. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I get it. This is sort of a backlash to that character that you had to play for years, but it came off as like sort of ingenuous, mm-hmm. and I didn't particularly care for his act because I was just like, oh, you're just leaning into that mm-hmm. American dad thing a little too heavy, and now you're kind of going the opposite way on it. So I don't know. It just seemed like it, it didn't seem authentic. Yeah. So that's where like if someone's listening and they're like, oh my god, this is the person that teaches my kids, you know, I'm not gonna be like, hey, I'm really, you know, super clean when I'm around your kids, but now the you know the it's often the yeah. trolls coming out. No, sure. That's ridiculous. Well, I think there's a really big difference with something like this too, in terms of let's say cursing in the flow of conversation, mm-hmm. right? Or something you're very passionate about. Right. And then there's something of being like, Oh yeah, like uh like Domestic views, I don't think it's so bad. Like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Jesus, there's a premise. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know what I mean? Like there, there's total like extremes. And if we're talking about filters, yeah. Um, right, like someone's perspective on what is, let's say, too much mm-hmm. or it can be sensitive over. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to cursing, it's a little like, you know. It's meant to flavor the language. Yeah. Like that's what that's what language is all about, is like you know, it's it's Words are, are there to express a thought sure. or, you know, sort of this thing that floats around in your head. There's, I mean, talk about stand-up comedy. George Carlin had a great bit about that where, like, you have thoughts and a thought is just kind of out, you know, all over the place. Um, and then you assign a word to a thought and it becomes a thing. And so that's what we're we're doing with, uh, you know, with words. Is it not staying up for you? Not staying up. Okay. We'll keep it. That's fine. Works. If you want to. So I extended it out a little bit earlier to try to get it closer. You can, yeah, you can move it in and out, up and down. There you go. Oh, okay. This will work. Yeah, we don't have those super fancy uh, compression uh, microphones. That, like, not yet. Not yet. That's one that like you're meant to talk kind of straight into. Okay. Um, I'm slowly, but who knows? If I get more than 30 people listen to this podcast, <laughs> maybe I'll upgrade my well, equipment. Well, ho- hopefully, hopefully we can add to that. Hopefully we can add to it that. Looks, I mean, it looks like a few yeah, people are at least... People coming in and watching. So Look at sweet. That. All right, let's... I'm glad, I got, I'm glad I cut my hair yesterday. <laughs> I wasn't intending. I know. I shaved. I don't know if you, you noticed, but I shaved the three nice. whiskers that I usually grow. It's, uh, yeah, your, your beard, it's not no, fierce. It yeah, no, it it's doesn't. Not, no, there's nothing. Is that, uh, I mean, that's obviously a, sort of an ethnic thing, right? Yeah, like, it's, it totally is. Like in Asian... Uh, like Asian yeah. people just don't tend to grow great beards. Yeah, and I think it's depending on what part of Asia that, mm. that you come from. Koreans definitely don't. We're typically hairless. Yeah, I really only have hair on like my legs. Okay, and interesting. My head, but like, I'm I'm some sort of Eastern European white. So I mean, I got hair everywhere, <laughs> dude. It's it. Nah. Get hair in places you didn't even know. Well, like, with, thank God I don't have back hair. That's the number one. Where I'm like, just, as I'm uh, getting I older, imagine. I'm like, please just don't. I have can't back even hair. imagine. <laughs> I'm super like. Like I like to be really hygienic mm-hmm. too, and I can't. Oh god, that just kind of freaks me out. Like thinking, what would I do with back hair? Sorry to anyone that has back hair too. I have plenty of friends that have back hair. Whatever they know. I just think like, how would I clean? I can't reach. It's not like they're walking around going, "Dude, check this out." Yeah. I've got such. My, 
this is an awesome sweater. I grew it myself. Let it fly. No. Uh, Okay. That's not necessarily a topic. (laughs) We need to go down that road. There's so many other things that I want to talk to you about. Sure. Um, Shoot. Fire off. Fire away. So immediately, you're well, I was talking about before we turn the mics on, um, every person brings something different, right? When they come in, I want to talk to them about it. So like, you know, with Mike, it's ninja, it's training. Um, You in particular, there were two, like two or three big things that I'm like, okay, you're, these are your lanes that you're an expert in. Um, There's some that we share. And then there's some that, you know, I'm clueless on that I'd like to be informed on. Because at the end of the day, that's, you know, conversations we either share or we inform, you know, and that's kind of how I think good conversation goes. Definitely. so obviously you're on Instagram Live right now. Yep. Instagram, um, Facebook. Which I've never done ever. Okay. Like I'm I'm not a I'm not a live. I don't know. Like I, I sharing. So yeah. you know I've talked about social media on the podcast before, and sort of my I don't have any hardcore perspectives on yeah. it. I'm not like super anti Facebook or anti Instagram or anything. I just don't happen to be on Facebook anymore because I didn't really like what it was doing with my life. Yeah, um, how it was such a distraction and you get how, sucked like, in really quick. Yeah, and and I spent the better part of a decade or more, you know, because we were Sherry and I both went to uh, Cornell, so like they were an early adopter, you know, mm-hmm. back when it was just being rolled out um, and it was elitist and only offered to <laughs> Ivy League people. Um, so we'd, we'd been on it probably longer than most. And I was just like, I don't need this in my life anymore. Instagram, I, I guess my first instinct, and here's what I'm, what I wanted to ask you was like, my first instinct isn't to share, right? Like if I'm experiencing something, whether it's, you know, a cute moment with my kids or a hard workout or, um, whatever it is, my first instinct isn't to share. Um, you do it very diligently, um, and it's paid dividends for you. You have a, a lot of followers, obviously people who care about the content that you post. Um, did you, was that a habit that you had to develop, or is it like a compulsion that you're just like, oh, this is cool, I should share this? I think it's a little of both, and one trans- translates to the other mm-hmm. in terms of habit. Like I, I personally love sharing. I, I mean, I'm, I love talking right, and things that I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. uh, especially with friends. Uh, friends that have know that, and when it comes, yeah, Angel to was talking social... shit on you in here the other day. W- was he really? Oh yeah. <laughs> what, what was he saying? What was this dick saying? He he was saying that. Fuck you, Angel. Real quick. <laughs> Don't... Oh man, that one hasn't come out yet. Yeah. So they haven't heard it, but they will by the time this one comes out. Um, <laughs> no, he was like, he goes, I've known Chris a really, really long time because you and he go way yeah, back. We go. He's where I, I, at least me personally, like he's my probably oldest friend right now. Like, yeah. like we've known each other longer than we've been. Uh, well, then we have it. That's we've what he known said. Each other longer than yeah. we have. Had so that wasn't talking that? shit. He did say that. He was like, "Yeah, we had that moment where we looked at each other. We've known each other longer than we haven't." Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, he was like, "Chris is always the guy that, like, when you're making jokes about something, he was like, he'll take it to the extreme level. He's like, he's the guy who doesn't. Oh, I'll take it to the extreme. Does, level. Yeah, right. I know. Angela, <laughs> he's a dad now. Who knows? But like, he's like, Chris is the guy who will like." Elevate it and take it like up, and you're just like sitting around, just like, yeah. I hope that guy breaks his leg. Oh, I hope he gets hit by a car. Chris would be like, I hope he gets AIDS. And you're like, damn. Uh, okay. I, I mean, <laughs> Which I, I found su- surprising because I find you like you're, you're so nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate. Look, Angels, he is on this campaign of trying to completely destroy like my character. Some people just want to watch the world burn. You know, and and, and I, I may or may not have said things like that, but it would always be about like someone that's an actual like terrible person. Right. You right? don't throw those things around <laughs> yeah. lightly. Like yeah. it makes it seem like I'll say this about like someone's like child at or the drop of like a hat. Yeah. yeah. Like 
like this guy. No one would ever say that. But yeah. no, he was he was just like yeah. no, he has no like sort of cap on where he's willing to take things. Well, I will agree that is true. No, yeah. I won't lie. That is totally true. That is totally true. Fair enough. I'm just it depend. I'm just a little. I'd, I'd say I, I'm. I am controlled on when that comes out. Fair, yes. Okay. So yeah, and, and that's part of like. So that goes with the the social media and the sharing yeah. and the influence thing. Like there are certain people, and maybe this is why I'm because I'm kind of the same way, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily trust myself uh, mm-hmm. to to not because like I. I just think of it. It's very easy for me to turn off that ridiculous filter yeah. and just go, well, this is everybody knows I'm speaking ridiculously. Sure. But some people don't. <laughs> and they go, you honestly think that? Yeah. No. It's the same reason why, like, we talk about stand up comedy. Like, you know, comedians make premises all the time for yeah. jokes. And the premise of the joke might be something completely ridiculous. And I always think about that one guy in the audience who's going, that actually happened. Or like that, oh man, I can't believe, like they think that uh-huh. everything they hear or everything they see is true. Yep. And it's not. Nope. Like it would just, so in terms of sharing, like, sorry to, to go down that path. <laughs> it's okay. Is it like a habit you had to get into or is it something that you you like to do just in general? No, I, I love to do it just in general because if, you know, someone were to pay attention to the things that I like to share, they are pretty much things that I, I either A, love, right? Like, I mean, fitness, I've been doing this for God, like long time. Yeah. Now, um, how long have you been? How long you been training for? Um, over ten years. But no, ten years now. Ten years now. I yep. think I've hit the decade. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wow. think I've, I've hit ten years. You All too. Right. The decade right, club. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. That's let's cool. Go decade club. And so, you know, that there's that there, there's maybe I'll talk about like athletic type of stuff because I'm super into sports, mm-hmm. right? Because I like to think of myself as an athlete on some level. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, maybe, how much maybe, is it maybe, killing you that sports is like shut down? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. No, it's depressing. <laughs> it's really depressing. Uh, yeah. It is very depressing. I'm trying to... Of all the things, and I don't think that necessarily people who don't like, who aren't into sports in our current situation, I don't think they appreciate it no. as much as those of us who are like, I'm used to watching hockey. You're either one or the other. Yeah. Like something like this. It's It's baseball. Like the, baseball should be happening like at least spring training right like opening day uh opening day i think should have already happened now yeah because we're in april so you've got baseball almost every day of the week mm-hmm. hockey going on you know march madness we completely yeah. missed out March on. madness is gone like, nba is postponed nba is postponed like you know and for those of us who it becomes part of our like daily routine mm-hmm. to check scores or to like tune into a game or if like there's nothing else on tv and you're yeah. just like oh cool yeah the bucks are playing the you know Lakers tonight. I'll, I'll tune in. You know, I'll yeah. watch LeBron and uh, you know uh, Atenacumpo. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. You feel like something's missing. Definitely. And I've had that conversation with several people over the last couple of weeks, where I've been like, "Yeah, it's sports," and they're yeah. like, "Yeah," like they just kind of go, like they don't get it. It's if, if you don't, it's it's difficult to have that conversation with someone that doesn't understand, like can't empath- uh, uh, be empathetic towards that fandom mm-hmm. one and then for anyone that's an athlete on some level too but yeah i mean because normally, normally athletes will like sports like anyone that's in athletics like yeah. sports well because you, you can appreciate how hard it is right like sure. there's nothing like someone who like doesn't play a sport like i think of like a guy who, who never really you know got into sports as a as a kid yeah. um, but was a fan of a team and now he's probably you know i'll say middle-aged or yeah. beyond overweight yeah you know sitting on the couch drinking beer watching football on sundays and he's somehow complaining about tom brady's athleticism oh d- and you're like <laughs> right and and, and he's go, oh yeah well brady's too, you know he's too much of this or too much of that if you're 
intellectual about it and you're a student of the game and you understand what he's trying to do, well, yeah. then sure. Okay, then we can have a meaningful conversation. But they're just like, he's 40. He's over the hill. He's too slow. He can't, he's not a winning quarterback anymore. Like, are you kidding me, man? Like, he's still more athletic mm-hmm. than I was in my prime. Yeah. Well, those are the same people that are, and no, no offense to anyone that, you know, is, is working on their weight or anything. But those are the same people, right? Let's say they're like 80 pounds overweight mm-hmm. and they're trying to tell you what some great health decisions are to do. <laughs> that was, so, so much of my conversation in life comes back to stand-up comedy routines. And I, <laughs> that's why this podcast will never be big because the entire stand-up comedy community would just be like, it's all just ripped off. <laughs> like every original thought is not original. Um, Kevin James a long time ago had a bit where he was like, because he's a bigger guy. Yeah. He's like, you ever get weight loss advice from someone bigger than you? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, he says something like, you know what you got to do? You got to chew sugarless gum. Right. Oh. Yeah, because my ass got fat from bazooka. <laughs> That's, you know, he's like, don't listen to those people. And, and you know, obviously everybody's working on themselves. Sure. Um, but like, there is some truth to that yeah. where you're like, okay. If I want to be a great athlete, and maybe that's part of like uh-huh. so we were talking about influencers, and we can get into that as much as you as, as deep into it as you want yeah. to go. Um, oh, clips loaded. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> when so when it comes to social media and sharing, it's yeah. just if we trace it back to let's say the very first endorsement, the sure. very first sponsorship. You got OJ selling isotoner gloves. Yeah, you got um, or, or running for Hertz. Yeah. That's just one that sticks out in my mind. So we're talking about football. Um, you're as long as there's been celebrity, there's been celebrity endorsement. Yep. And there's been athletes telling you, Hey, here's what you got to do or, mm-hmm. or, or, or some sort of celebrity or Hollywood. Oh, Hey, do this Hollywood workout. I went down that rabbit hole the other day when I'm trying to do at home workouts. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm going to go on YouTube. And they're like, do the Chris Helmsworth Thor workout. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do that. God, two and a half hours in the gym, six days a week. Like that seems <laughs> a little excessive for my lifestyle, but I'm not also Thor. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. But that endorsement, that ringing endorsement, they're like, yeah. that guy looked good in Thor. You want to look like that guy? Do this workout. You'll look like that guy. Yeah. And our brain goes, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to do that. Yeah. A little so, social validation there too. Exactly. So that this idea of, okay, I see something that I want. Like especially on on Instagram or social media or, or an influence uh-huh. you see a lifestyle, yeah. you see a body type, yeah. you see you know a, a car or or some sort of thing, and you're and like this person has this because like if you want to be like me, be like me, follow and tell what I what I say that you do. My caveman words are coming out now, but <laughs> you do what I say, and, or like I do, and you you get me, <laughs> like do as I say, you will right. Get to the uh, you know, the problem is there is some truth to that, uh-huh. right? Like if you go to a gym and you look at the training staff and you pick out a trainer, people tend to choose the trainer based on the body type that they want, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's not 100% true all the time. You know, there's maybe the guy who wants, just yeah. wants a hot girl trainer or the girl who wants the hot seen guy it, trainer. Seen it plenty you of times. say that happen all the time. Um, but now with social media and influence... It's almost like we've removed the barrier of having accomplished anything uh-huh. and put a filter on everything to make the appearance seem more grandiose than it is in order to influence people's decision making mm-hmm. to either chase a lifestyle or chase a workout or chase food even. I mean, Jesus, people are taking pictures of their food left yeah. and right. 
as someone who is pretty prominent on social media, how do, how do you approach that? How do you make sure that you're keeping your content honest and you're sharing, yeah, not no, necessarily, you know, trying to steer the ship? That's a really great question. And in, don't get me wrong, when I first started, this is like out, like years back now, it was really easy. It's really easy to fall into that um, mindset. But one thing that I really try and focus on now is, regardless of what I share, even though I'm pretty standard with the things that I will share now. I want the perception of who I am online and, and on social to be reality. And so if you see if someone were to come to my content and hear my opinions or hear the way I speak um, or get some kind of energy from me, from seeing me on social, when you meet me in person, I want that to be the exact same. That seems like it's becoming increasingly harder to do. Yeah. Like the more we, we, we create these personas or the more that like. Well, that's what oh, right there is what you said. It's creating a persona. I don't particularly have a persona per se per se my persona is me if you want to take my fitness persona as 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 that if i have one cool that's still me because fitness is literally the main part of my life is it you just like with the gain turned up a little bit okay so here so uh nickname cpk right you take my initials Mm -hmm. use that sure that's me performing right Mm -hmm. if cpk gets turned on great lights go i need to do that yeah, because uh, honestly, you have to like. Yeah, I'm I'm looking on like Instagram or like YouTube, and I'm trying to figure out what are the best practices that sure. get people noticed. Right? It's a smiling face. It's an upbeat yeah. personality. It's there's a certain look, and then I hear myself on this podcast, or I watch myself on YouTube, and I go, God, that guy has no energy. <laughs> so, well, a big thing with that is it's just whoever you are, you have to multiply that by like five huge cups of coffee of mm-hmm. caffeine. Right, to get I'm drinking coffee up. right now. Like that, that, that honestly just because the energy transfers, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't necessarily mean that you are faking who you are. You are just projecting more mm-hmm. of who you are. That so projection, up, yeah. yeah, that's totally, and that's one of the hardest things. Not to go down on a you know too much of a tangent here, but that's one of the hardest things, at least for another thing that you and I share being ninjas, is when you're doing your submission video. Yeah, I'll never forget what a hard time. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite ninjas, Joe Dubuque, had with that, yeah. with putting together a, a video for submission that got his personality to come through. Because yeah. you and I have both known Joe for a really long yeah. time. Shout He's an Joe awesome Dubuque. guy. Yeah, Always right? be my ninja coach. That's right. He's, there's a lot of people in New England whose ninja careers started with Joe Dubuque. Yep. And I still think, pound for pound, he's one of the best coaches in the game. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love that guy forever. But he struggled so much with his submission videos to have his personality come through. I've watched yeah. him own a room of 40, 50 people. Yeah, seen it too. But you turn the camera on him, and it's like, I don't know, he, he wants to be genuine so much. And sure. I think a lot of us could probably struggle and, with that. I, and, I know I do. Well, the one thing with that I will say is some people are, and this isn't meant to be like a shot at anyone, just kind of what is. Some people are more made for that. Like it's mm-hmm. just more in their personality in what they enjoy doing, what they like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you've probably seen it, right? Like especially with meeting ninjas and everything too. Like some, and this doesn't just mean have to be specific to ninjas mm-hmm. but some people can get awkward on camera some people get awkward in front of people yeah you can have a really easy flowing conversation with someone like this in private and then immediately when they're around people all of a sudden things change it doesn't even have to be they're around anyone that they don't feel comfortable with mm-hmm. either um, so this actually more comfortable in crowds or yeah maybe that ties in really well with what we were talking about earlier like so so i 
I love performing for a crowd. Yeah. I, like if we talk about different kinds of actors, like there's stage performers and then there's like movie actors or TV actors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super comfortable on stage. That's just like where, and, you know, when I was in high school or, or whatever, I got used to, you know, doing theater and, and, yeah. and being that big person. I, I love that personal because yeah. you feed off yeah. of people's energy. You can see it in your interviews. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you turn a camera on, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. It's like I did, <laughs> I did a live workout a couple weeks ago or la- it was last week. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's just no energy for the camera. I don't know how to act. So, I'm like Ron, uh, so you know, like Ricky Bobby. So, I don't so know what you to know do with my hands. <laughs> so you know something that actually had really helped me is, um, and I think I don't know if I can't remember if I heard this somewhere. I may have just thought of this on my own. But are you someone that talks to yourself? Yeah, all the time. All the time, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do that shit all the time. Yeah. So, in terms of doing stuff on camera, like I tend that, to not beat myself up. I, I, I but yeah, yeah. Not in like a bad way. You're like, stupid. I think of it as having the same conversations I have with myself Mm -hmm. just out loud. Okay. That makes sense. That does make sense. Because like, obviously you've known me long enough. I never stop talking. Uh, (laughs) Whether there's someone in the room or not. Like if you weren't sitting here, I think the first podcast we ever did, (laughs) Mike had to pee. Yeah. And he he (laughs) texted me like in the middle of it. And he's like. Hey, I really got to pee, like kind of whatever. And then at one point, he got up and he went to the bathroom. Sure, I just talked to the internet. Yeah, no, <laughs> like dude, I've minutes. done that. I've done that so many times. I've done that so many times. I think Especially, if you just that's how we get how we get our thoughts out. Yeah, for sure. Right? No, I, I legit talk. I talk to myself constantly throughout, like every single day in in private. Do you ever carry on conversations in the car all the time? Like between you and another, like hypothetical all conversations. Oh yeah. my god, all the time. I'll do it out loud. Too. Yep, me I'll too. Do it out loud. While there's music playing in the car, oh, and be like, be like, oh, you think this is what you were gonna say? Oh, well, yeah. how about that? Like, yeah, uh, I remember what, actually, real quick, quick little rant. I remember one time in, in high school, uh, I got I got in trouble. I, think, I forget the teacher, but it was health class, and she ca- teacher called me. She like tried to call me out in front of the class for, for talking. Mm-hmm. My response literally was, I was talking to myself, mm-hmm. and she did not. She that was not. Cool. She did not take that. Right. Like I, I, she, I got reprimanded. Yep. Um. Right. Like it's for like the day. A... But I remember. And I, remember when, <laughs> I remember my look when I gave her, and I looked at it and I explained it just like this. I was like, "Have you never talked to yourself before?" And she's always like, looks at me dead straight, like I'm a psycho, and like, no. She's like, we need to get you some counseling. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 and it's I like never outside of like, the spectrum I did of not behavior. voice my opinion on like stuff like that for the longest time because mm-hmm. like other and other students and stuff like they kind of like laughed at everything. I remember sitting there being like, "Am I fucking crazy?" <laughs> like, well, because that's the te- that's the stigma, right? Is yeah. like people who talk to themselves. There's that that classic image of the person in the straitjacket in the padded room, definitely just, like talking definitely. to themselves. And I have definitely had that thought. Yeah, more often than I could probably <laughs> <laughs> like. There's, you know, anybody who who allows their brain to go to extremes, right, has that thought. Yeah. But I think that's part of, like, knowing that you're not, right? I think people who who go into things with just unbridled confidence Mm -hmm. um, and and don't play out, like, the scenarios in their head or or, or don't understand what other people's reactions would be, Mm -hmm. that's psychotic. Like, that's the type of behavior where you go, ooh, that doesn't really compute. For example, like you and I talking about taking things to an extreme or a joke, like we realize that we're being ridiculous. Yeah. It's the person who does doesn't. that and doesn't realize that's the psycho. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like not the person who's like, ha ah, and laughing about it, but almost just as bad as the person who can't tell the difference. <laughs> so like if you're the person, Which I think like, there's more of, if somebody meets you, right. And they come up and they're like, Oh, 
like you're a little bit more low key than I thought like your internet personality was or like they feel like they know everything about you. Yeah. There's a certain level of celebrity that you reach, right? And sure. so let's let's take a couple of examples of our ninja friends that we've met. Uh-huh. Um who you know, we bring them in for like pro nice or whatever. Now, let's not go so far as to say that there's any ninja out there, even top of the food chain ninjas, who is anywhere close to an A-list or even B-list celebrity. No. Ninjas are at best D. Nin- yeah, I know. Ninja- ninjas are D. We're Which, known in the community. Yeah, known in the community. Amongst the community, and, there's and, A's for and, sure. And yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. But the, then that, there reaches a level of celebrity where people feel like they know you. Yep. And so, like, I used to run into this with, uh, well, because I spent so much time with John. Yeah. Right? So, like, for, for a minute there, um, you know, John was a top of the food chain, alpha dog, yeah. uh, John, know, all giant. star ninja. Yeah. And people would approach him because mm-hmm. he's a larger than life character. Yeah, the guy's six foot eight, you know, whatever. And I would immediately watch it switch. Like I know I've known, you know, John and I have talked and seen each other in, in any number of situations. But like, there's this perception of the giant. Yeah, you know, it's almost like a character that you take yeah. on. And there was a part of me that always felt kind of bad. Like like he felt yeah. like he had to be that guy when those people expected and it of him. So that's a big thing with, I'll say, in regards to this, and then social in general, and like putting yourself out there. Yeah. A lot of people on social that make it big or a lot of people in entertainment or media that make it big that have those type of personas or or characters of themselves that they have to maintain and keep up, Mm -hmm. they get burnt out so quick. They get depressed so quick. It's got to be hard. Because that's not who they actually are. Right. And it's different if you're an, let's say you're an actor and you're portraying a character, but people know you're portraying that character in some kind of form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. For this, people actually think that's who you are, yeah, all the time, twenty four seven. That's true, and I mean, and that's sort of the 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 double edged sword of yeah. the show, right? Is because the 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 show portrays people as every every man, you know, yeah. every woman. These are just you know all walks of life. These are just average people, and for the most yeah. part, they are. But then they also love to hype. No, no, no plenty of people aren't. Plenty yeah, of people are not. Yeah, they love to hype. So then you get. Like the most, one of the most ridiculous examples, and I've never met this guy, but I love his character, Chad Flexington. That dude, do you remember that guy? I do like not. Last, oh my yeah. god, he was hilarious. He's like a, he's like a farmer, uh, and, you know, just a normal dude who loves work. He's shredded, <laughs> and then he, when he competes or when he does it, he takes on this persona of Chad. He, he puts the bandana on, he feathers the hair, and he puts a fanny pack on, and he's wearing like USA pants and whatever, and he's just sh- like doing this WWE yeah. style yeah. character. And my my kids loved it. Like we watched the episode, and like everybody was like, "Dude, you see that Chad Flexington yeah. guy? That's awesome!" Like, but I'm I don't know what his real name is. Like, it's, <laughs> it's probably like Eric, right? But yes. I know that guy as Chad Flexington. So if I'm at the grocery store and I'm going to be like, "Holy shit, Chad Flexington! What's yeah. up?" And he's just like, "Hey, man, I'm buying hemorrhoid ointment. Like, I don't. Please don't. I, I don't want to do that right now. Yeah. Now, come on, man, give me the flex. Give yeah. me the flex. Yeah. Well, like, I think that's something that let's say from the performer side which i'll call it mm-hmm. that you know a performer may not uh fully comprehend of what reality is about to be or can be for them mm-hmm. because of that like for someone like that like it's i'll take like i'll say like let's say if i do that i may think like oh this is really fun that i get to do and i may not be aware mm-hmm. of the you know consequences yeah coming after this of what i'm going to be perceived 
to be and how it would have to behave and respond. Well, that's because at perception that point, is the big yeah, thing, right? Because at that point, many may not realize you are a public figure now. Mm-hmm. Because even so, I'll, in terms of the show, let's say even if like D list down, let's say you're 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 an, you're an L list celebrity, an M list celebrity. It goes now. down that far. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it goes down. Hey, well, I just imagine say. there's some guy sitting on Z going, "Damn it, <laughs> I tried so hard." <laughs> one step at a like time. One, one letter at a time. On trying to climb up. Yeah. Like, hey, it's one more. Hey, I got two. I'm up to a Y. <laughs> Mom, it's uh. <laughs> Is um you know regardless of whatever uh, level of figure you're at, you mm-hmm. still technically are. Yeah. Regardless, like even yourself, right? Like even yourself being the I'm owner, putting this out there. Owner, of the owner of Action Athletics. Great. And so, like publicly, at least there's a lot in, of people that the, own businesses. Yeah, no, a lot of people that own businesses, not this kind of business. I guess it comes with a certain and especially yeah. in the area that you know you work in, mm-hmm. the the community that it is, you get known. <laughs> Well, I'd like to think so. I'd like yeah. to think we're making a bit of an Im- impact, you know. Yeah. But like, I I just as much know. It's it's funny how we set our standards a little differently. Like I, so I, I've literally worked in Wellesley for the last twenty years, mm-hmm. um, or maybe a little less. Um, you know, in action with St. Moritz, and the guys who own the Linden store are like the people that I look up to because that business has been there forever sure. and like the two brothers run it and like and I look at like a business owner in that community or even the guys who own Tuto um, or like you know there's certain like we, I went through it in Watertown too like um, it's very important in this day and age that we support our restaurants Definitely. so uh, you know there's a great restaurant in Watertown if you're listening or anywhere near they're called the Meat Spot um, the guy who owns it Harry is awesome it's it's a, a, a butcher shop deli you know type place i looked at people like that who and those just happen to both be restaurants or good sandwich places but there's others um who own businesses and have, and have done it for a really long time i'm sure those guys aren't on social media yeah they've never been on tv save maybe like a phantom gourmet or someplace that like came through and did a little spot but like i look at those guys and i'm like i want to be known in the community Right, and maybe that's the difference because we were talking sure. earlier about how I'm super comfortable in front of people, but not necessarily in front of a camera. Yeah, and I think it's like the, affecting the group, the, the group of people that's nearby you. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's sort of the the frequency that I'm dialed into, um, but I'm still aware that there's this other frequency where you can cast a wider net. Yeah, right, and you can catch fish from from a larger, yeah. a larger. Well, well, from that aspect, I think it's also what like really understanding what you want to do, who you want to reach. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a little easier to speak and be, put yourself out there mm-hmm. as well. Well, like you if you're okay, your like if you're, too, yeah. yeah. If you're okay with talking, right. We all know you are. If you're okay, <laughs> Clearly. With, if you're okay with talking yeah. and you don't mind being tech, like really on camera per se. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then it's just, who do you, what do you want to be known as? Who do you want to reach? Who do you want your audience to be? Well, see, and so also, that's a, yeah, so that's a, an interesting point, right? Like, so you you do daily burn, yeah, right? What's this new logo you're wearing today? What? Oh, this is my personal adoption one that that I made. Oh, cool. Merch that I got, yeah, I like yeah. It. When I'm not dressing in athletic wear, which I wear ninety percent of the time. Most of us do. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually gone on a like while we've been on quarantine. I, I have a, a drawer where I keep all my action and ninja shirts. <laughs> I happen to be wearing one today, but um, I've tried to not pull clothes from that yeah. drawer. I haven't worn one of my action polos since we've been on, I, you know, <laughs> social isolation. Outside, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, sorry, what were you saying? Before oh, so, so yeah. in terms of audience, right? So mm -hmm. like you, you do daily burn, which yep. is virtual, right? Any, yep. anybody can log on, um, and, and find you there. Yeah. They can follow along with the workouts, yep. right? Um, anybody can subscribe to your, uh, or follow you on Instagram, yep. subscribe to your YouTube or any of your yep. other outlets. Yep. Right. And there's content there for them. Yep. There's things that you put out there. Um, that now where, where I look at is like, um, if I'm training, like I look at, I, I want to just train people in front of me. Yeah. Um, by putting myself out there with virtual content, it's like, okay, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Like if someone in California is listening to this podcast, hey, that's great. I'm glad you enjoyed the content. Um, but it's not like they're going to come to action and yeah. sign up for classes. Um, it's yeah. not like they're going to put real money in my pocket. Yeah. Um, so I think from that my sense. perspective, it's like if I don't see an avenue to put content out there mm -hmm. in such a way as it ultimately supports my career or my lifestyle, mm -hmm. um, then I'm not as motivated to do sure. it. Sure. Well... How about this perspective? What if we had a, if Action Athletics had their own coaching program that that is tailored to being able to have the requisite ninja skills to start to build your foundation mm -hmm. as a ninja mm -hmm. that you can do anywhere, including from the comfort of your own home. And you had a, a small, like doesn't have to be long, but you like small little program your videos online of things that people can do mm -hmm. that may not have access to a facility like we have mm -hmm. to start their journey see for me that's a tough nut to crack because i think the 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 thing that's made action so strong the yeah. thing that's that i that's made the kids that come through and the adults that come through our program so strong is the sense of community yeah and doing it at home like i, I one yes i want people to to be active. Yeah. Like and if they and when we're stuck at home now, for sure, I want them to stay active. You know, we're we're struggling with it yeah. ourselves. Um thank God we have like a, an area in the basement that we can work out <laughs> in, but like it's supposed to rain for the next 3 days. Like yeah, if you're stuck inside disgusting. and you don't have anything to do, what you know, what are you going to do? Um but I want it to be meaningful yeah. and worthwhile. So if I look at it in terms of like there's a bar or a le or a threshold, mm -hmm. so to speak, right? Of I want that person to feel like our program, any anything that that has Action Athletics name on it, um, I want them to feel like they're they're making a connection and that it's worthwhile for them to do. I don't yeah. want it to be like something that they just pick up for a little while. It doesn't make a change in their life, or it's just sort of yeah. like a passing distraction. I want it to be like something where they go, "Wow, oh, this is really it's been good for me." And maybe yeah. I put too much pressure on. So, like we, we were talking earlier, like uh, you and I have both been trainers for ten years, right? Yeah. I know you've heard plenty of people, and now with the global pandemic, it's it's becoming more prevalent, and maybe yeah. this is sort of the the impetus that's getting this off the ground. For 10 years, we've heard trainers talk about training virtually, yeah, not having to go into the gym every day yeah. and work with clients one-on-one, -on -one. because yeah. starting out as a trainer is a grind. Mm -hmm. Like, you, yeah, you can make six figures as a trainer, but you're going to be in the gym from four in the morning until oh, probably 10 or 10, 11 o'clock yeah. at night, and you are hustling clients. Yep. Like, you know, you're, you're just bouncing from one to the next, and you're constantly on stage. Mm -hmm. um, so trainers naturally uh, have always kind of been like, hey, how can I virtually do this? Yeah, And... You know, the, the, you probably had more success with it than I have. Um, I just never saw a way that I could bring 
meaningful impact mm -hmm. to someone's life virtually. And I think that's been my barrier to not putting content like that mm -hmm. out there. Or maybe I'm just building it up in my head to yeah. be too much that people need. I, I think there's a aspect of doesn't have to be perfect, right? To to, to do it's it. It's been a common theme on this podcast. You know, like because <laughs> you can you can always tweak it. You yeah. can always you know improve upon it. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes just getting something out there, like imagine like when you guys first started Action Athletics, like it just evolves. Like things just evolve. Yeah, that's you true. Know, over time, like there's people that I, well, for example, like right now, like with the pandemic that that's happened, obviously non-essential businesses have closed, mm -hmm. um, but I can still train people one-on-one -on -one virtually mm -hmm. um, through the phone. We're still connected. Mm -hmm. and, it's all, and other than just not being in person, not having the equipment we would typically have, mm -hmm. it pretty much flows the same way. Okay. It, no, genuinely, does it really? It, it genuinely I, flows the I same way. I haven't done that. Yeah, like, yeah, I, no. I'm honestly, Sherry has been. Like she's she's had a couple of clients uh, who who've done FaceTime yeah. workouts with her. Yeah, no, it's pretty fun. I you know, I mean, but I will say like there's not from from what and this is just I guess more like the the virtual a aspect too. As a uh, as someone that considers themselves a trainer's trainer, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't think vir like virtual is. I mean, for for some, it can be very lucrative. For some, they can do it full time. Mm -hmm. But to work with someone one on one in person, there really is nothing that will ever replace that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, at least not in my mind. Unless right. you can, unless you can be a, a, a in the mo like a hologram of yourself, like and project yourself at the same time in That'd real time. Interesting technology with someone, right? <laughs> they can do which, it with Tupac. Why can't they do it with me? <laughs> uh, you know, which we're probably, we're probably year, decades away from. Yeah. Right. Unless it's that, like, there's nothing that will ever replace that. Because that's that that personal connection. I I yeah. worry, especially in, well, in in terms of just the feeling things, mm -hmm. right? Feeling like a facility, like it can work in your home, mm -hmm. right? It can work to an extent, mm -hmm. but if let's say like a conventional gym setting, mm -hmm. there's that will always have some kind of place. Well, it's a community space. Yeah. You know, like much much the same way that. You know, communities gather at parks or churches or, or you know houses of worship. Sure. Or so whatever. Um, restaurants or whatever. A yeah. gym is it's a community space where people come and and they're. This might be a little too uh, woo, but like <laughs> if we think of it in terms of like places where we allow ourselves to be vulnerable in public. Yeah. Right. It, it, certain evolutionary ritualistic behaviors that we're just like accustomed to right like eating around other people <laughs> if you think about it is a weird human custom yeah right you're you're very vulnerable in that situation like from it so it, it, it's a good thing that we are the apex predators of the earth um <laughs> in general because like if we if we were scared that like at any moment godzilla could just like you know pop out of nowhere and just torch the entire restaurant we would eat in small little caves like yep. huddled like by ourselves like constantly on guard but we're not we go and we celebrate and you know when we're when we're eating we're vulnerable because we're paying attention to what's in front of us and our food you know like from a Definitely. from a standpoint of evolution Gym is the same way. Like we're there and yeah, we're we're trying to make ourselves stronger, but like we're we're focused on the task in mm -hmm. front of us. Um if, but we're sharing that misery yeah. with the other people who are around us. The same way that we share a meal <laughs> to show that we're not a threat to anyone. Yep. Um we share misery at the gym to show that we're mm -hmm. all in this together. And I I don't know, that is kind of like a little whatever. Uh, 
I haven't smoked enough weed to really make that make sense <laughs> ever in my life. Um, but it, you know, there, I don't know, that idea just kind of popped in my head that, that like there's certain things that we do that I think I've felt more in this pandemic and more in this era of like social distancing yeah. and isolation, um, more disconnected. Really? Um, as it seems like as hard as I try, like we're doing it right now. Like I'm, I'm here trying to talk to you and yeah. I'm trying to put this content out there. Um, I just, I miss the connection and I wonder mm-hmm. how we're going to get back to it. Like I thought about it the other day, actually when I was driving in here this morning, uh, I was, but drove by my local hardware store. There's two guys standing outside six feet apart as they should be. Um, and the thought popped into my head that I was like, when are, when is it going to be okay to hug again? Like, mm-hmm. when is it going to be okay for you to see a friend, Yeah, give him a high five, you know, pull him in, give him a bro hug or whatever, or like, or even, you know, like, when do we get back to that? Mm-hmm. And is it going to be the product of like my the second thought down coming down the pike was like, is it going to be commercialized? Like, are you going to see commercials from Apple or like Toyota? For sure. Being like, of course, it's time to get back Shameless. to hug again. Buy an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> like, <is> it, <laughs> like our Q3 numbers are not looking good. We need you to hug and then we need you to go well, give us money. Everyone's Q2 numbers ain't about to be looking good uh, either. It's real bad. It's real bad. <laughs> But like I don't know, it's, that was th- no. I mean, this podcast should just be called tangents. Tangents, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I, there's definitely you know bring this kind of all into under one umbrella. Community always lasts. Community always is what things will come back to, and how things can grow. Mm-hmm. And right now, for like that that aspect is, I mean, it may still be together, but because of the protocols that have to be put in place. Um, it's a it's a very unique time for that. Mm-hmm. Where I think after this all settles, then you will see a rush for probably like a couple months of people never being happier mm-hmm. because they can they like we can talk to each other, we can see each other. FaceTime and like you know technology can only assist mm-hmm. so much with something like this. But we are we are social creatures. Yeah, like whether a person would are. like to admit that or not. Humans are social creatures. Yep. Even even in near misery, we're we're herd animals. Yeah, that's I mean, for sure. Evolutionary even speaking, the, that's even the people that that are are, are um, curmudgeons and and they may be like hermits. Well, you'll always have you know, those they, outliers. No, no, but they yeah. have their own community too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's called Reddit. Four um, <laughs> chan. Yeah, four eight chan. Jesus, going down on the dark, dark web. <laughs> Even uh, incels have a place for each other. Oh my god. Culture. Well, see, and that's the thing. So the internet, you know, we're, we're talking about Instagram and, and and social media and influencing or yeah. whatnot. Like, basically, the internet gives anybody with any thought confirmation yeah. that that thought is that's, within the confines of our. Yeah human community sure. that, right well that's there's that's the that's the beauty like that's the that's the uh opportunity but then that's the danger as, as well mm-hmm. and that's where puts it through a filter as yeah, well it's for sure well i think that's where as a as a person really understanding who you want to fo- who you are what your interests are mm-hmm. and, you know people you want to listen to really really matters because there's there's a lot of bs out there there's a lot of bullshit and there's a lot of opportunists as well. Yeah. It's and that's maybe I think the more dangerous thing is like, it's one thing if someone is full of shit, yeah, right, and you can tell. It's another thing if they're full of shit and you can't tell, mm-hmm. but their agenda isn't malicious. And then it's still probably yep. the worst thing if they're full of shit and they're out to take your money. 
or they're out to affect your life in some sort of negative yeah, way. Right? For sure. And so like, well, how do you tell the difference? Well, I think maybe some people's whether mostly I'd say from experience, your bullshit meter will start to rise. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, normally you can kind of get that from someone more often than not immediately. Hopefully we like can. Some people can't. Some oh, people it's... some people can't. Uh, but then fortunately you can do research on almost anyone now I know. on almost anything. That's true. Yeah. And so, as someone who has lived his entire life, absolutely petrified that I'm completely <laughs> full of shit. That is a, uh, that's a terrifying and prospect. I think, you know what? And well, here's the funny thing about that. That's why I, me personally, when it comes to putting things out there and doing things, I feel a thousand percent confident and comfortable because I want someone to do that. Oh God! I, I I genuinely want someone to do that. To like I would not you? mind oh. if someone judges me and tries to no, and then tries to dig stuff up and look stuff up on me and be like, "Is this guy really like that?" Mm-hmm. Let me let me try and see. I want them to. I, I would love for that to happen. See, I've I've tried so hard to not be a hypocrite. Like my whole life, that's been always been my thing. Yeah, that's a, you know, it's just whatever you do, don't be hypocritical. And so, like maybe that's why I'm, I've never presumed to try to be an expert on yeah. anything. Um, there's certain things that like. But even experts aren't 100% experts. Yeah. Right? Like ev- everybody's got things to learn. People get stuff wrong. Right? Yep. We, say, we, we said it earlier. It's okay to fail. Sure. It's okay to evolve. Um, so I can kind of steer this in, into a sort of an area because we've spent 40 minutes or so now talking about Instagram. But we didn't go down like the just torching the internet <laughs> <Yeah>. rabbit hole. <laughs> um, but in, in terms of training, when I first got into training, um, and I'm sure you did too, yeah. there was there were books you read. There were people who you, uh, saw as, you know, experts in sure. the field that you followed. Um, like who were some of yours? Who were, who were some guys <laughs> or girls who, who you were like, Oh yeah, totally dig your stuff. So truthfully, mostly it was athletes mm-hmm. that got me into training. Okay. Cause I'd always wanted to be a professional athlete when I was younger, but how Korean genetics are made and Asian genetics are made. I'm not going to grow to be six six. Oh come on, you're awesome at badminton. I... <laughs> <laughs> and soccer. And we're, pretty, we're pretty good at golf. In golf, but, uh, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, but growing up, idolizing. Uh, so my first, my first thing that um, my first sports recollection I can ever recall. I think I was maybe like three or four years old. Mm-hmm. There was a Michael Jordan game that I was Bulls game that I was watching, and it was a playoff game. And was it the one where he had the flu? Was it game six? No, but he's. Oh. I remember. I'll always remember this because of how this evolved. Mm-hmm. He scored. It was forty-five points, and I me. I remember because like think of that time too. It's like early, early, early nineties. Mm-hmm. Bulls like in the middle of their three-peat. Yeah. So it's the height of. Oh my god! Like Michael Jordan. Yeah, dude. I had so many posters like, of that guy on my right? wall. Yeah. Yeah. The first three-peat, mm-hmm. and this is my first ever. Uh, uh, dealing with sports and athletics anything that has to like anything that has that to do with that sets the bar pretty damn yeah. high and i looked at i was like 45 points i immediately thought oh i guess everybody every player scores 45 points in a game <laughs> no <Nope. laughs> i immediately nope. what I thought right and so like i grew up like watching michael jordan just watching him crush the best of all people, time the greatest the goat the, the goat. goat of He's goats the goat. yep. and like next him and tom brady the goat of goats and you can make a case for lebron i <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that yeah and and i love lebron too and after that, I just started really getting into athletics at that time too, growing up, following athletes. And I always just wanted to be that mm-hmm. and have that. I would see like, obviously they're in the best shape yep. as well. Like, like basketball players, like, like elite basketball players. I was yeah. 
um, they're in phenomenal shape. I started looking into stuff like Michael Jordan did to train, like all these like athletes that I really idolized. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what actually got me into training initially. But I mean, like when you became a, pr- a professional trainer, yeah. like when you, so like, did you uh, get a certification? When yeah, you cert- I think it's like ACE or something. Okay, then. yeah, that's a common Probably. one. Uh, there was someone, oh, uh, oh my God, I'm going to shoot myself for forgetting his name. Tony Horton was one, P90X, so I did that long ago. So yep. he was yep. he was one, he's like a, he's an OG Dude, uh, Beachbody, you know, you talked about home, home workouts yeah. and whatnot. Like, there's a model where, like, those guys have been doing it a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that company, and you can say what you want about them in terms of, like, our, it, their their model for sales, you know, and, and whatever. Every company has means to operate, yeah. right? But the product that they put out, um, yoga booty ballet, mm-hmm. you know, in, Insanity, you know, P90X, all those different uh, products, they're not bad products. I, no, I don't think you know. No, Sherry no, no, and I no, did no. Insanity. Um, she did. She used to do yoga, booty, ballet. It, Insanity is like, yeah, Insanity is one of like the the, found, the founding fathers of this type of thing. Right? Which was, I remember when that first came out, um, and we did it, and basically I got tendonitis in my knees from Ugh. doing it. But I have never. What's so? Yeah. Oh my god! So there's a quick aside. So before Sherry and I were personal trainers, we were just people who were interested in fitness, right? We had, I think, we had just gotten married or engaged. We're laying there in bed one morning, like it's before kids. It's like a Saturday morning at like 10.30, which is like we can still stay in bed. Had the TV on in the bedroom, and she's like looking at me. Now, this is back in the day, so I might have been maybe 170 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm like 200 at this point. Um, <laughs> I literally stepped on the scale this morning, almost 200 pounds. Uh, and she was maybe like, well, I'm not going to give away her weight, but she was tiny. And we're looking at each other in our mid-20s just going, oh, we're fat. <laughs> we're so fat. <laughs> we're out of shape. We should get in shape. <laughs> and this this uh, commercial for Insanity comes on, and she's like, we should do that. Let's yeah. order those DVDs. She's like, yes, yeah, so before the wedding, because she was like, we should be in shape for our honeymoon. So we order the Insanity DVDs. They show up at the house, and the first thing you do is a fit test. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, like I can do this. I'm going to get into this fit test. I think the whole fit test is maybe like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. 40 minutes. About two-thirds of the way through this fit test, my body shut down <laughs> to the point where I had to go to bed. I literally, she was still doing the fit test, doing the workout. That's I the went name. into our bedroom, crawled into my bed, and just like hurled up in like the fetal <laughs> position. I didn't feel like I had to throw up, but my I, body just went, nope, don't like I, this. I remember the first time I did P90X, I think I was 17 years old, mm-hmm. and... I was like, oh, this will get me really into shape. I literally passed out when I was done. I pushed through. I passed out and fell asleep for like six hours. Yeah. After I was That's so, how I felt after the fit I test. I was so exhausted, which, shameless plug, by the way, which is why a platform like Daily Burn is wonderful for yeah. all body types. There you go. Where if you're a little scared to jump into uh, a particular exercise program mm-hmm. and those type of apps and platforms. You should totally go are, to Chris's they, Daily Burn. There are, there are wonderful trainers that you can find on there. You know, I won't yeah, possibly including me, but there's plenty of trainers that have all different types of expertise and classes of all varying skill levels. Beautiful. That's a wonderful endorsement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't want to plug the competitors. Screw, yeah. Fuck them. That's uh, I'm not getting any <laughs> money from Beachbody. <laughs> I don't even know why I spent this much time talking about them. Uh, but no. So the, so what I was kind of getting at is like when you become a professional trainer, Exciting. as training goes, right? Yeah. So 10 years ago, you know, we're reading books getting uh, our, the information that we have. Now, yeah. 10 years later, 
I'm like, I'll reference those things and I'll, I'll cherry pick ideas here and there that I think still, you know, are, are, are good. Um, and even the NASM, like I got my, my NASM certification. Um, I'll go back and look at that book. Yeah. I think their structure is still good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I looked at my NASM certification the other day and it's expired. And I was like, it's not like the information left my head. Yeah. I just didn't pay them their $400 or mm-hmm. whatever it is like for the year. Um, I still have the books and I still maintain. It's not like Cornell, my, my diploma has yeah, an expiration yeah, date on it. Yeah, you going to go back every four years to get a new diploma? Right. No, you're not going to do that? And that's where these certifications, you know, it's important that I that trainers, yeah. you know. The education's important for sure. Yeah. Um, but i don't know there's a level of continued education though outside of the scope of most initial certifications that you know as we just speaking as a trainer that we have to do mm-hmm. and that we should do mm-hmm. like we want to do this and we're doing that every day i mean as far as as training goes yeah. at at action you know we're literally writing the book on this stuff yeah um you know when we got into training it was you know olympic lifts and a crossfit was sort of emerging yeah and uh you know, all, there were these different methodologies, um, but nobody was really training ninja. You know, not as like I mean, OCR had, was just yeah. sort of people like Spartan races. You'll know the finish well, line. Well, it's, there, it's crazy. There are now it's just something. You plenty do. of conventional ways to exercise and train mm-hmm. that are pretty standard. If we're talking just strength and conditioning, that are tried and true will always work. And mm-hmm. then you can get a little bit more specific with it. Mm-hmm. Definitely depending on what you want to train performance for, mm-hmm. but. For something like, I mean, it, it, obviously for CrossFit too, uh, but then for something like this, yeah, that doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, and especially, well, if you want to be, Mike and I were talking about this a little bit uh, in terms of like, if you, so if you go on Instagram or you go on Facebook and you see what ninjas are doing, yeah, like anybody who would just want to get into the sport would be like, I can't. They're like, so, yeah. let's do the 10, 10, 10 so, challenge. Can you do 10 so, muscle ups? So, that, <laughs> so that's really funny because I've, I've talked um, with this with a few different people where saving some of the uh, content of, of the conversation for being private. But um, my personal view on, on training applies to this and, and to especially being like, quote unquote, like a uh, public figure influencer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to fitness, there are plenty of things and plenty of people that are going to do things that look really cool and that are, are like very like have a wow factor mm-hmm. to it. But if I'm strictly talking about performance, all of that doesn't fucking matter. That's right. That's exactly right. And the, and I specifically train, and I train people for performance. Mm-hmm. This is where I want. I, I remembered my thought now. Um, I finally had enough coffee that it kicked in. This is what got me down on the, the, the tangent about Beachbody and about insanity. Yeah. Uh, was that the perception, at least from my perspective at that time, was that if you didn't leave it 100% on the gym floor you didn't get anything out of that workout. Yeah. If you didn't leave yourself... It's a little in a, an archaic way of thinking about it, looking back A little on bit, it. but there's still a lot of people that that's their mentality. Yeah. Um, and, and you just go, well, if you're not in a puddle of sweat yeah. by the end of the workout, yeah. you didn't do enough. Yeah. I, I don't know. It seems... To me, it, it's... It doesn't seem intelligent, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, here, here, here's some quotables you can use right now. I use these with, with clients I work with too. 100% means 100 percent in that in that moment but day to day those moments can change on what your 100 percent means mm-hmm. where someone like yourself you know let's say your dad right 
depending on how the kids are behaving, you're 100% that day. If you got three hours of sleep, it's going to be a different 100% than if you got eight hours of sleep. And if I'm given 100% to my workout, you know, what percentage is left for me to give to, you know, to Sherry yeah, or the girls exactly. or to, there's, you know, exactly. or, or to clients. Exactly. Or, yeah. And, and there's, and to kind of get back to kind of what you were saying too, um, I, I won't just say ninjas, I'll say athletes in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there are plenty, there are plenty that honestly, they're freaky. They're freakish. <laughs> and genetically, they're just built a certain way. Yep. Yep. And I actually, and, and don't worry, a lot of them are my friends. Yeah. And I love them. Um, but. In the proper context, that phrase is something, it's a, it's a compliment. Yeah. Right? You look at somebody, like we could both look at Ravert. Like that guy has turned himself into a freak. Big Dick Raver is a freak <laughs> of nature, not just because he's so well endowed, <laughs> which I've heard through rumors through everyone Ooh. who I come into contact with in that community mm-hmm. that goes to train there. Talk about but, great rumors. But he is nah, the the guy is a freak of nature. He's turned himself physically. into a, into a monster of yeah. an athlete. Now, if you like, and and that's the thing. Um, but you know something that that you'd said there, kind of want to touch on. Mm-hmm. Is if we're you know in terms of, of lifting, mm-hmm. one element that I think in ninja that is is missing is people actually actually doing strength and conditioning training. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's there's a uh, it skews to body weight uh, yeah. exercises which is, and which rock is climbing fine, and things, which is, things which like is that. totally yeah. totally essential. Mm-hmm. You should still do all those things. But if anyone listens to this and you want to maximize your ability to be the best ninja you can be. Mm-hmm. You are leaving a lot of athleticism on the table if you are not strength and conditioning by weightlifting. Do you think that that has anything to do with the success of the action program is because that's the background that we come from? A thousand percent. One thousand percent. Huh. I'd never, I'd never thought about that before. One thousand percent. Huh. Well, that's good because this is all I think about. Which, which <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I guess that makes sense if, we, if I think about how much influence we have in the way that we program both our our kids' classes, yeah. and our team practices, um, and we're structuring these workouts to these athletes yeah. to put them in the best possible position to have success. And for yeah. sure, and I'll explain it on a more. Um, I'll, I'll break it down a little bit more. Anyone as a child can go to a playground mm-hmm. and swing on some monkey bars. And if they do that every single day, then 30 years goes by, you know what? They have a little skills, they have a basic skill set. They know how to swing on some monkey bars. Mm-hmm. And they've probably generally kept in relatively good activity, good, you know, decent shape. Um, you take that same person, you put them on monkey bars when they're a child, but then all of a sudden you build them a structure where it's like, hey, you're really good at that. This could make you better this now you could if you do this you could swing on bigger bars or wider mm-hmm. bars mm-hmm. or higher bars once you add in structure to someone that already has a base yeah the potential for growth exponentially multiplies for them mm-hmm. and for ninja in particular it basically is you know oversized adult playgrounds mm-hmm. that we're in to a degree, if I really want to just make a basic comparison. I'm like going down the Rolodex of our clients right now, like thinking like who has certain movement patterns. You know? And and so you take someone that, in Ninja, that comes in that can generally move around and feels like decently comfortable after some time on this. Mm -hmm. You take that, if you take that same person, I would bet so much, I I put everything on the line that this would work and this will work. And 
probably conversation we'll end up having building this on some like program like this out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Once we, whenever we open back up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <Hopefully> soon. <laughs> it's at least a month. You, you take that same person and you put them in a, a, a defined, uh, progressive, uh, program to condition themselves for what, for exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're going, their ability to physically grow it's going to multiply so fast for them yeah. because now there's structure in place for training, training talk here for progressive overload, mm-hmm. but not just like, oh, bodybuilding type of stuff. Progressive overload that will translate to ninja. Well, you're teaching them how to build a house, not just hammer a nail into exactly. a board really good. Here we go. Yeah. And, and, this, and this would apply to any level where someone is beginning or it would apply to, let's say, a freak, of, uh, let's say a freak athlete too. Well, as a, as a trainer, then you have to like, right. this is me putting level this, up. This is right? me putting my trainer hat on Yeah, yeah. because then you could take someone, right? Let me, let me, uh, I'm getting into the specifics here. Uh, let me take a foundational exercise of like a, a reverse lunge. Mm-hmm. Cool. Someone coming in for the first time, they can build that. If they get really good at reverse lunges, mm-hmm. they'll build some decent strength. Let me, pro- let me progress that. Give me someone that can do now, like they're starting to advance and evolve. Let's practice some single leg deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Let's get you on some balance work. Mm-hmm. Now, give me a freak. Well, okay, how can, well, they've already been really good at stuff. Okay, you want to really increase your power? Give me a single leg barbell deadlift. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are the worst. Right? <laughs> they're, they're fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not, terrible. But that's a really, and, and that's where we talk about progression. I said something on the podcast that I, with Angel the other day that I think, I hope it's not misconstrued. And I've, I've been yeah. thinking about it ever since because, like, you know, I think maybe on the first episode of the podcast, I'd said, <laughs> like, I choose my words very carefully. Yeah. Not always. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I'll throw things out there. And I'd said to Angel, we're like, um, or actually, it might have been Mike, where we were talking about working out. And I said, as long as someone's doing something, yeah. for most people, that's fine. Which makes for me sure. Sound, sure. Thousand percent true. But. Do you realize how much of a shitty trainer that makes me sound like? Nope. It was with Scott because I said my approach to training was conversation with movement. If I was looking for a trainer (laughs) and I was going to pay somebody money to get me in shape and they said, well, my approach is basically like we have conversations (laughs) and we move. (laughs) Oh, my God. You never. Like, you'd be like, how are you making a living in this industry? (laughs) And I, and I listened to it back when I was editing it, and I was like, oh, I should take this out. But then I went, no, 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 I'll leave it in. Yeah. And so that's where I have to say, like, for some people, that's enough is to get them moving, yeah. right? That's certain clients, and you and, and you, it, you have them. I've had clients who I've had for years who yeah. that's all they're looking well, for. This is where the, you got to contextualize it. Yes, I got to provide some context. Now, if that's the only goal, I'm not saying I do that workout with everybody. If, yeah. you, if an elite athlete comes into your gym... Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm an educated trainer. I know how to program them as well. Um, But unless you come to me and say, my goal is to be an elite athlete, Mike Raver, we we mentioned him earlier. When he came in, Mike is excellent at articulating what his goals are, right? He comes in and he's like, I want to compete in the National Ninja League. I think when he first came in, he was like, Mm -hmm. I want to get on the show, Mm -hmm. right? Um, because I'm, I'm not even sure if the NNL existed when, when he first came in. He's like, I want to get on the show, and I want to be an athlete to the level that I can compete and do well. And then when the NNL came out, he said, my goal is to complete courses at NNL finals, potentially win an NNL championship. He went down to Barbados Ninja Throwdown, and yeah. what, he got second place to Adam Rail, or the second or third. It was th- I like, think it was third. third. Sorry, Mike, but yeah, no, he's... I mean, 
he is in the man. conversation, yeah. right? People have no idea who he Anyone is. Anyone that knows knows that Mike's a beast. Right. But maybe he doesn't have that NBC stuff. Maybe yeah. he doesn't have that video that he can put out. He yeah. suffers from that average white guy syndrome like the rest of us, <laughs> oh. right? We're just like, oh, hey, another white guy oh, who's athletic. Um, does, you know, the story, Connor Claffey, same thing. Freak yeah. of nature athlete yeah. who, who's oh, just, started on maybe it doesn't. I'd love to get started on Connor. Um, one of my favorite people to talk about yeah. because I never say anything bad about him. I can't yeah. possibly. You, can't. you literally can't. Mike's kind of the same same thing. Uh, yeah. But uh, um, the thought there is like if you come to with the approach that you're like, I want to be an elite athlete, yeah. then you have to have a trainer who knows how to program that sure. for you. And sure. if your elite trainer is saying, okay, well, let's go rock climbing today. All right, let's do a bunch of pull-ups. Hey, you know what? We're going to do this challenge today to see if we can do 10 muscle-ups, 10 uh, you know, bar dips, and 10 whatever. And that's their programming. If they're programming your workouts based on what they see on Instagram or what they see on YouTube, yeah, no, it's, it's that's not, not going to work. Yeah, it, well, It's not going to get you to so, your goals. So this is, a, this is a really big difference, I think, when it comes to these type of things, right? Because there are Instagram and there's like social media type of fitness people and, and trainers. And then there's actual performance mm-hmm. trainers like th- there's a really big difference yeah i like to think of, of of a2 of action athletics as being a performance facility i would like i, I tell people all the time when I, which is why it, i like to think of myself as a performance yes, trainer absolutely and, and, and we talk about it like when we meet people on the street and they're like oh what do you do and we're like oh we we're uh we we do pt and they're like, oh, I've had a problem with my back. Yeah. And I'm like, whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 not physical therapy. Yeah. Like, I should probably make the distinction earlier on. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> we're, we're personal trainers. I'm like, think about it this way. If you're, if you're broken, we can't fix you. If you are looking to enhance performance, we're a speed shop. Like, we're not, sure. a, me- we're not a mechanic. We're a performance shop. You come to us if you want to upgrade, not if you want to just fix what's broken. Um, and I think that's a really important distinction to make because I have a sister-in-law who's a, who's a PT, um, and she tells me all the time how broken I am <laughs> and tells Sherry's brother how, yeah. how broken he is and all of us, like how we don't function properly. I know my shoulders roll forward. I'm looking at it on your Instagram live right now that my <laughs> posture sucks and my head tips forward and I'm like, I can't sit up straight. Um, but if you want to get better, you have to go somewhere who knows how to take your bite. Now, I will say this. We were talking about CrossFit earlier. Um, there's a podcast out there uh, Ben Bergeron does called Chasing Excellence. Uh, I've, I've heard that. Yeah, it's and he works with Katrin, uh, Katrin David's daughter. Um, she's trained at our facility, and she trains uh, full-time with them. I think it's CrossFit mm-hmm. New England or whatever. Those guys know what the fuck they are doing. They are on point, but they are working with worldwide elite We'll call them athletes. I know you don't want to call CrossFit a sport. No, but like <laughs> we are working with. They're they're, they're in international. That was too harsh. It, it, it is a sport. <laughs> they're in, there's only they've already stopped listening after you said that. Um, these are international competitors yeah. who are the most elite of fitness athletes, and he's their coach. And that dude's he knows what the fucks up. And I listen to his podcast, and I go, "That's an expert." But I guarantee you, he's still constantly learning as well, right? Anybody who's listening to this podcast thinking that they're going to get all the secrets of Ninja. I don't, I just don't pretend to, this isn't the right forum for yeah. it. You know, the forum that we're doing here is casual conversation. Yeah. Like, but if somebody wants to sit down and have a conversation of like, Hey, here's the weaknesses that I see in my game. And this was one of the biggest things when, when we did the pro team, like Mike had said he, that he loves the rec team and I do too. Yeah. When we put together the pro team, 
it becomes a lot more managing of expectations because with a lot of ninja athletes who have had success in various things, all of a sudden they, they feel as though they don't have much else to learn. Like they just need to, that, that mentality of, I need to sweat my ass off. I need to work myself to the point where I can't lift my arms yeah. and then leave it all out in the gym in every session. And that's the only way that I'm ever going to get stronger. You and I are standing there looking at it going, here's the holes in your game. Here's your movement patterns that aren't on point for what I see the move you want to do. And you think it's yeah. just a matter of getting stronger. It's not. So, so you know what I'm really excited for when everything opens back up again? Yeah. Is I got a perfect case study for everything. Oh, yeah. I can't just just wait till when our own Paulina Sterpe mm. gets out doing obstacles again. This girl. She's She's got moving. it. She's got the sauce. She's, oh, she's, she's got that beef she, sauce. She got, Spicy P is <laughs> fucking moving she's, like people won't believe right now. I, I wish people could see how... It, for her, a lot of it, you know, it's is like confidence as well. Yeah. But there's occasional moments. And I think this is what Joe used to say this about, like, uh, occasionally. Those big moves. Yeah. She's got the power. Sure. Like, she she throws it down. And it's just like, wait. And that, I, uh, it's head turning yeah. in the gym. You watch her pull off a move and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I don't even think she knows it yet. I, I Hopefully she does. I, I can't wait till she gets You've been working there. with her. Like, you she is. Her. She is. I'm going to tell you this right. Anyone that's listening, I'm putting people on, on notice. Paulina is in the best shape she's ever been in. I agree. Right now, she's stronger than she's ever been in. Right now. Nice. She's moving than she's ever been. Right now. I love it. She's getting fa- She's faster. Yep. Like, in, 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 in just in a general sense of She's putting speed. the work in. Yeah, she's putting she's putting in work. Dude, she's deadlifting oh, almost as much as I am. She is I can't a, stand she's it. strong as hell. <laughs> Oh That's my crazy. God, she's strong. She's deadlifting as much as Nate. She, <laughs> this girl is strong as hell. That's now, crazy. Man. Now, now, I'm not saying it's because she's working with me. <laughs> I'm saying that's it's exactly because, what you're saying. No, no, no. What I'm saying is just to bring this, just bring this full circle, right? Yeah. Back to a an actual like strength and conditioning, like yep. training pro, like program. Yeah. That she's on that we're working. Through she's been doing actual moves. training. Yeah, she's doing actual training progressive athletic training yep because she has the ninja skills already yep. she has this requisite of ability already mm-hmm. all i'm doing is stacking on top of that that's right all this training is doing is stacking on top of that i wish i saw more gyms doing that i yeah. mean honestly like we're, we're sitting here kind of blowing smoke up our own asses but like i <laughs> i would really love to see you know other because like that's the thing action was born out of a gym yeah you know like we built obstacles around um around a gym setting uh-huh. a lot of places now and they're putting out phenomenal athletes don't let's not get it twisted sure the the level of athleticism and the bar is being raised daily like I, nationals was a was a uh, an eye-opening event for so, me to say well with what you said there i'm about context for everything who are we talking about so i watched the kids right because that's my my main focus yeah you know i'm I'm still hopeful that that we're going to be able to finish out this nina season um because i really you know i want that team trophy back I'd like yeah I, it's it's had a home at our place for the last three years and i know these kids put up so much heart and soul into it yeah. right and i watch them progress as young athletes we were talking about you know kids starting out on the monkey bars and then giving them context for how to grow those certain skills um and i had a thought when you had actually said that with with my own daughter with dylan mm-hmm. We're playing on our ninja course the other day, and we had like you know the uh, the devil step bars yeah. set up like 
Rogue calls them the angel bars, but that doesn't seem really context. It's like a 45 degree angle and you call sure. them bars, right? Um, and she's trying to get up them because the goal is to get up to the top and she's swinging like back and forth and she's swinging her body out. Now I'm watching her hands because I know that just a, a slight decrease in uh, friction, like if her hands start to sweat, she's peeling off this thing and she's going ass over tea kettle right mm-hmm. down onto the, into the salmon ladder. <laughs> So I'm watching how much swing force she's putting into this. And, you know, two out of three times, she's able to grab that next bar up. But I also know that this kid is a monster. At six years old, she's got biceps that, like, a wrestler would be, a pro wrestler would be jealous of. And I'm like, Dylan, you got to, like, pull up to the next bar. I was like, don't swing. No swing at all. I was like, engage your abs, engage your arms. Come on, pull up to this next one. And she's like, okay. And I see the wheels turning in her brain, and I see her starting to... Put it together. She pulls up, grabs it. Yeah. Puts the next hands there. All of a sudden, can't get up to the next one. I'm like, okay, come back down to the first one. Shake your arms up. Give it a rest. Come back out. Let's do it again. If that kid went her whole career without a coach telling her even that one small, and this is a very specific example, where she thought that swing equals goals. <laughs> All I have to do in order to get to the goal, or monkey bars, angel bars, whatever, mm-hmm. is swing. By the time she got to the salmon ladder, She'd be swinging all over the place and wondering why she can't generate any upward momentum because no one ever put it in the context for her to do that. Now, that's a six-year-old, right? So that's a simple example. I see kids that come through the program all the time who are 10, 11, 12 years old who can do obstacles really well. Yeah. Um, But maybe they're one-trick ponies, you know? Maybe when their bodies start changing and they don't have good fundamentals and techniques, they wonder why they're not having the same success later on. I say later on their ninja careers by the time they're 14 or 15. Um, as they had at a younger age. Well, because they were never taught the proper movement patterns that were going to open up those new levels of success. Yeah, I love to play video games, right? When you level up in a video game, not only does the game get harder, but your skill levels increase as well. So you're like, hey, you can't get this weapon or you can't mm-hmm. get this item at this low level because you can't handle it yet. But once you level up, it's like, here, now you have the dexterity and the ability yeah, to handle sure. these things. We make that connection all the time, video games and ninja, because it's such an easy comparison to make. And it's an analogy that works. So I like to use that one whenever possible. But across the board, you you were asking, like, which kids are we talking about? I'm like, not my own kid. There are kids uh, that are, you know, putting out these phenomenal uh, or, or gyms that are putting out these phenomenal kid athletes. And th- it's easy for them because the kids are passionate about it. Mm-hmm. They're obsessed. They want to do it all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And they're getting faster. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to see, I, I, one of my favorite divisions to watch is the teen division because those kids, like, I try not to call out any kids on my podcast yeah. by name because, like, I don't, A, I don't want them to compare themselves to each other. And I, I'll do it a little bit with the young adults. I think I've mentioned, like, Pardo and Ethan and those guys yeah. before. Um, but with the younger kids, I Shadow just... Pardo and Ethan. You yeah, guys are beasts. I've, I've told Pardo on a number of occasions, I was like, Pardo, I'm buying your stock continuously, like, right now. I've well, been he, buying it for the last few years. He broke his foot. He's got a... Yeah, oh, he's got a cool heel stock up. down. Give me more. He's been <laughs> doing... Uh, <laughs> he's going to come back even harder. <laughs> I hope so. He was out there doing parkour, man. He was getting wild in the streets. Broke his foot. I've been trying to get that kid in here to talk about rap music for a long time. <laughs> but he can't he can't drive. Uh so six not because of his broken foot. It's be a six hour podcast. Yeah. Oh my God. We go do the whole uh, the whole March Madness uh, bracket. Actually you know what you would you would really I think as a as a rap fan and mm-hmm. as a trainer really appreciate this. So one of my favorite things is, is I actually genuinely like to program. I yeah. genuinely like to like create workouts and like programs for people. Mm-hmm. And um 
and maybe this can apply if anyone listens, they have a particular field. Mm-hmm. I genuinely like love what I do like every every day when it comes to this type of thing. The immediately when it changed, because I love rap mm-hmm. and hip hop so much. Yeah. Is I started thinking in terms of training and programming, like a rapper thinks with words. Mm-hmm. And I think back and the best example the example I can use that's gonna really understand for you is you especially Nate. Oh, I'm is, listening. Is Eminem. Yeah. Right? He scribbles on paper. Mm-hmm. Says fucking read a dictionary <laughs> right yeah puts words together like just thinks constantly thinks of how he can put words together yeah bending words mm-hmm. so they make sense mm-hmm. right words that aren't supposed to rhyme how do they make them rhyme and then he'll do it mm-hmm. right and it'll make it for a song but then it's not just it's not just making it it's making it make sense in a song it can be building a bar on bar double entendre come in and out triple entendre yeah in triple, entendre, triple entendres can come in and in and out of a rhyme scheme, go back in. Callbacks. Yeah. I think of the same exact thing when it comes to words, only with exercises. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense. Immediately, when I change Whether that perspective. Whether we're doing it consciously or not. When I change yeah. that perspective, and that's all I think about, that's the only way I, I contextual, like, per, contextualize it for myself now, mm-hmm. when I think about exercises and putting them together, mm-hmm. I, like, I was like, I could do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. This is so easy. This is so fun. So that's where like they talk about like you have to be obsessed with something to do yeah. it really well. Um, like I was watching uh, the taco uh, YouTube show uh, with Segura and Christina P the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, so, you know, should anybody just get into stand-up comedy? And Segura was like, no. He's like, <laughs> no, no, you have to be obsessed no. with it. <laughs> And they were like, it's a 10-year sentence. It's a 10-year sentence that yeah. you're going to suck and you're going to just, you got, you got to eat shit for 10 yeah. years. You know, oh, so that's funny. Actually, you just said eat shit for 10 years. We each hit the 10-year mark. Yeah. In, in a way. I think, yeah, like when I think of pers- like like training, I'm like, all right, 10 years in, I know exactly what I need to do. I know exactly, mm-hmm. like learned everything. Know exactly it what seems easier now yeah, than ever used to. Everything about it is like super, super easy. Which is counterintuitive to, to how a trainer thinks, right? Like if I go about things now, I'm like, why is this so much easier now? Yeah. Like it's it's easy to program for the average person. Sure. Because we've been doing it for so long, you know? Like yeah. we recognize movement patterns. I've said that before, you know, time and time again is like recognizing patterns is one of our greatest assets as a human being, yeah. as a species. Like that's what makes us so smart. Yeah. Like it, we're being able to figure things out. We operate in patterns. There's only so many ways that the human body can move. Yeah. And as a trainer, if you're not looking at movement patterns to give that programming like you just kind of alluded to or, or specifically described if when i watch ninjas do obstacles or i watch clients train i'm not looking for i'm not looking at the goal i'm not yeah. looking at the end right like i'm not looking at the top of the salmon ladder i'm not looking at the end of the devil steps i'm not looking at the end of the yeah. obstacle or the platform i'm not looking at the end of the lift i'm looking at the movement pattern through across yeah. the entire spectrum and being able to recognize inefficiencies in that in those movement patterns is how you grow and how you get better those yeah. are the things you can coach so you know maybe that gets easier the, the older yeah. we get because you've seen so many reps that's how poker yeah. players get so good it's, it's just yeah. you see hands you just have to keep seeing hands definitely um that's how you get better at video games that's how angel was talking how he got better at smash brothers <laughs> he was like yeah i became obsessed with it and yeah. then i just started like you know doing it all the yeah. time and he was like breaking that game down oh my god <laughs> he just would whoop me um but it's funny how like in all these different instances there's these universal things that you know we can make connections with um well so that's that transitions nicely into something i really want to talk this is for my own education purposes sure 
Your YouTube videos look awesome. Do they? Yes. Oh. Your your well, content looks I appreciate that. It looks great. I think they're terrible. But... Uh, all right. Well, they're better than what I do. <laughs> um like and I've watched the videos on here's how you have a great looking YouTube video. Yeah. Here's how you have a great looking podcast. Like there's no shortage of those yeah. out there. But like um what are some of the hallmarks or the things that like when you're setting up to put content out uh-huh. there? I'm not asking about like your setup or your camera yeah. or what, because that's what all anybody wants to do is they want to tell you what camera they're using yeah, and whatever yeah. because they want to get the sponsorship because then they want that person to yeah. then pay for their YouTube video. Completely unsolicited. What are some things that when you're doing a YouTube video, you're like, I have to hit these points in order to make it worthwhile to do? Um, I think just video in general, it's hitting the main points of what, one, it's what this, your subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, as, as a workout, and explaining what a workout is, I need to make sure that I explain what we're doing, mm-hmm. actually do it, yep. walk you through it, and then make sure there's some kind of there's an ending, like it, it leads somewhere after, you know. That's to, probably why this podcast sucks. There's never an ending. You know, like there, there's got to be. It's like it's just like a like a movie. Like there's got to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. It has to tell a story. And if there's going to be a sequel, you got to give the trait. You got to give a little like a little snippet, like cliffhanger, yeah, there a little cliffhanger of yep. something that that could be coming there and then anything else that falls under under that umbrella fits into one of those three areas are there some best practices that you notice uh increase your your hit count or increase your subscribers or anything um i'd say best practices in terms of like editing and like making video yeah like uh, just stuff that like so let me put it to you this way so i i have this 4k camera yeah right that i set up and i'm like oh the picture should look great oh it doesn't. Perfect. So I think uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's less about the equipment. It's more about the content mm-hmm. because the content's always what's going to matter most. I've said that before, yeah. Um, and so, I mean, if, if the picture looks great, awesome. That's that's a huge bonus. If audio sounds great, awesome. That's, that's even better so it's clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if what the person's watching it for, if they're not getting what they're there for in, in, in general or they're plus more, yeah. then... It's not going to work. As someone who who is in that world so much, how do you define or how do you make sure that the content you're putting out there is meaningful or, or does affect someone's life in a well, positive way? Well, because I believe that anything that I put out has meaning to it because I put meaning into it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I personally like don't do things that that don't have that for me, mm-hmm. that don't fulfill me. And so anything that I put out, it is... In, in some ways it's getting a little deep, but it, it's an extension of me. Sure. And so because of that, like I, you know, feel confident in anything that I put out because it is an extension of me from that aspect. Do you find it off putting when people sort of like play the game or do you do it mm-hmm. as well? Where people are like, like say, yeah, it's a good question. Cause there's certain people that we know. It's a good question. Who are influencers who have a ton of followers? Yeah, it's a really good. We're like, here's a picture of my butt. So, so no. What I, are you guys doing I'm, to stay I'm, healthy during I'm, the I'm, pandemic? So I'm ex- I'm I'm ex- I'm excited I'm excited that you said that. <laughs> um, so I'll speak in a in a fitness sense, mm-hmm. kind of bringing this back to things I had talked about before, because uh, I've I've done that mm-hmm. and I used to do it, and I will take some, pictures of your butt and put no, it on no, Instagram. No, no, no. In terms of like. <laughs> No, in terms of like just Jesus, taking, taking like body pictures, You're really like selling out, yeah. taking body pictures. Just well, I have no problems. Like I have no problem. Like I'll I'll sell my body. Yeah, and like and like like I, I will do that. Like sometimes I do that too, but uh, nobody buy, nobody buy it. <laughs> um, 
like, what is he? 50? I, th- I think, you know, I, I can't speak for how that, how these people think and, and feel. Um, cause they are people at the yeah. end of the day. They're still people with <laughs> they, feelings. They are. They are. Everyone's um, a person with feelings. I, a long time ago, made a decision for myself that doing things that I want to do, get to places where I want to get to. There are certain things that I, I will do and certain things I want to evolve into. And then certain parts of, of what I could do that I don't want to touch or mm-hmm. go down. And I, I don't want to compromise that. And where this comes into play is if I personally, let's say were to do stuff like that, it would come, it would actually take away from my belief and my professionalism of performance. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how so? Because I don't want someone to, let's say, just look at my body um, and, and feel like, like that's what they need. Okay. If that, does that make sense? Sort like sort of. I mean, obviously, I think for my part, it's harder as a guy. Yeah. Well, to to to, to some degree too. And I was actually going to start. I mean, after this all ends, I was going to start posting more like shirtless and more being a little more shameless like that. But so that would have been a conscious decision. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's like that. When I do those type of things, like it is, it is a very conscious decision. I and don't, you notice I don't, that your hits go up. When I don't you do, do that? it. No. No. They do. Huh. They do. But I'm not. I don't need to do it personally for validation. No, no, I, I wouldn't think that you wouldn't. Is that, is that sort of like the the dirty secret of Instagram? Yeah, though I mean, like sex sells, sells moderated content for sure. Sex sells like with anything, but it's, um, but it feels safe because it's Instagram. Yeah, like you to, know, to to a de- it's to like a degree, adjacent to a degree, but like for so for stuff like that, I guess you know, unfortunately, double standards. I'd be I'd be very curious to know the psyche of some of these women and how they actually think with stuff like that. Like post. do they? What was that? I like do they think? Like I, I guess in that context. Yeah. Well, there's like, there's there's a few that I'm sure we both follow that I can think of off the top of my head, and like everybody's selling something. Yeah. And you have to look at like what is what do you have to sell? Mm-hmm. And is it? There's a couple different avenues we could go sure. down here. Like like know? I when I see people that do these things, I'll be honest. Anyone that I see that it could be a guy or a girl if they're posting like like tricky type of stuff mm-hmm. or they're posting things they're clearly showing off their body and like you know like that like that like trying to like play it off like dumb like i'm not showing yeah, off my body but i am i don't know what i'm doing I, when i, speak, I don't make it just I'm, exclusively I'm speak, female this is just me as a competitor and an athlete and mm-hmm. someone based off like doing things for performance purposes i think they're trash and i would love to get them in a competitive setting for something because i don't think they would be able to perform i think they're more for show i think they're more for an image i don't think they're an actual they're actually real about what they're posting because what they're posting about it's not who they are it's not what it's not their truth that they live but see they're playing the game so now oh, i'm starting to get a bigger context here this was this this kind of yeah. is the same perspective you had on crossfit because if the goal of what crossfit has morphed into now is is the goal mm-hmm. is is doing it as fast as possible or the reps yeah the goal in the instagram context is the hits yeah. Is the influencer status, yeah. is the verification, is yeah. followers, getting as many followers so, as possible. Yeah. So you'll do whatever is necessary yeah. to hit that goal. And so it's not about how you do perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It, no, that's true. It's not, it's not about so how you do it. So you look at the it. analytics. Yeah. Going, when I post pictures of my butt. Yeah, no, it's true. No, that, that, that stuff is, that stuff's a real thing. And I, I know influencers too, and that, that, that's a real thing. Yeah. Um, again, it's just being. That seems <laughs> what it'd be hard to backpedal from. 
It is. That's how you got no, there. No, it is. For, and then you I, change your I've content. read up a lot. I, I've read up a lot of this on a lot on this topic where there's influencers, there's people that have gone that have been depressed, there's some that have committed suicide, there's some that completely eliminated their social media because of how they got to where they were. That's not surprising. Yeah, no, it, it's not it's not it, at all. It seems and a that's shallow something that I always wanted to guard myself against yeah. because I'm a super emotional being anyway, right? We yeah. and we all are in some aspects too. And like and like especially with something like this where you put yourself out there. I've been careful to completely guard myself against myself. Oh yeah, dude. That. I mean, you can't just like anything you put out on the inter- on the internet. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing this yeah. lately. It's like you can Where, put anything out on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I hope everybody's doing. Like, I, people were hating on sure. John Krasinski with his some good news yeah. that got down votes. Who's downvoting? <laughs> He's just like there's some trolls always. The trolls will always exist. Ugh. But uh, like, I remember this kind of getting to like. Once I decided what was going to post, just stick with that. And that's why I'm a thousand percent confident on anything that I put out there. I remember I put something out. It was talking about like food and balance or something. And I don't know by name, but I will say they were they were connected to the ninja community. And he commented on my post and was like, you shouldn't do this, blah, 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 blah. He was like, like bashing kind of something that I posted. Yeah. Not like a huge name, but it was someone that's been around. Sure. You know, that, that, that does ninja. And I straight commented. I immediately commented uh. back. Right, I, I forget what I said, fights. but I immediately no, I wasn't even trying to start a fight. I immediately commented back, yeah, and and ended it with like I was because I'm always respectful, right? Like, I'm like it does no good to, to go, yell at the I internet. I, I, like, I don't go. So I was like, oh, especially if someone comments on my stuff, like I want to know why they think a certain way, mm-hmm. and so I politely uh, disagreed mm-hmm. and opened the door for conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? Did not respond back. Didn't respond back to me. Yeah. Now, mind you, with your hundred, with now I don't have a lot of followers. I have like twelve thousand. Yeah. But you, with your like sixty followers, if you're not going to respond back to me and you're going to like come and try and bash me, go suck a dick. <laughs> I love that we've touched on a very passionate point, dude. This is like, I, you're right. That's I mean, like, no, if you're going to do that, yeah. and I know, like, like, like I'm taking the time to message. I know you definitely got the time to message me back. Yeah. Like, let's open this up. Like, if you feel so strongly about that. And you don't think I should be spreading this information? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. This is why I never say anything but negative to the internet. If you're not going to, right? And I'm opening that door. Mm-hmm. Never comment again. And I appreciate if you unfollow me. And I hope you talk a lot of shit behind my back about me because you're gonna look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, that's the danger of the internet, right? Like, yeah. well, that's, that's why I don't mind. That's why I don't mind putting out the things I put out. See, I don't have thick skin like that. <laughs> I, I literally just am like, like, why can't things just be nice? Like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you another. I won't example. even put information. Here, you were here, saying, yeah. Here, here's here's another example. So I had a, a daily brand community, right? Yeah. A huge Facebook group. Yep. Um, someone posted. I'll, I'll keep named out of this, but someone posted last night about you know a workout they did of mine that mm-hmm. got, that that was was put up, mm-hmm. and they loved it. Like they loved it, but they they also said it was the first workout they loved of mine, and they usually hate my workouts. But they kept doing them. No, no, no. But like, like obviously when I pop up because I'm not on all the time. Right. But like when they've tried mine, they hated them. Huh. And they, but like this one they put in their favorites, and so I immediately saw that I commented back because I read all the comments and everything. Hmm. And this is the, mind you, this is the first like I've heard I've gotten feedback before, mm-hmm. but you know that that was just posted in an open community group. Um, I commented back and then I added her as a friend on Facebook, immediately messaged her. And I was just like, Hey, like, um, you know, thank you for enjoying the workout. Thank you for obviously like enjoying it, like everything that daily brands putting out. I'm really just kind of curious because I'm always trying to get better mm-hmm. on why you've hated my workouts before. Sure. Because 
I never want someone to feel like that. Right. Like I don't want someone to hate. So what, what was I'm it about them there. that you hate? Yeah. And yeah. so I put it out there. She sent me this huge like message back. She was explaining different points. Mm-hmm. And and I understand, like, without the context of the conversation being put out there. Was there valid points? I, no, she had valid points. She okay. had valid points. Some, well, here's the thing. Contextually, some with, like, injuries she's had. Mm-hmm. And some just think that she per- preferably prefers okay. for workouts. That's fine. But I understood where she was coming from. Mm-hmm. And, my, like, she messaged me back a lot. And from her messaging me, I was like, you know what? I immediately understood just, like, in terms of how I think as a trainer and how I need to program. I know I can fix this. Yeah. And so she, she'll like the, and so from now on, she'll like the workouts that I put out. But are you going to start programming your workouts just kind of... No, kick, no, not, like, not for that. Because the thing that she was saying, I can understand how she's not the only one that could think this. She just voiced it. Okay. If that makes sense. Interesting, yeah. Like the thing that she said, there are very simple switches for me mm-hmm. that won't... That that I can... Like like as an example, I can make a workout flow a little bit better mm-hmm. if I put exercise in a different order. Sure. As an example like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, And that's one of the hardest things, I think, to do. Especially so like... um. And I don't. Here's the thing. Like something like that, I just I just understand that. I just know that, and that immediately lets me like takes a lot of weight off my shoulders. Yeah, because we're all people, you know. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, yeah, like, knowing like what we <coughs> what we do invites this. Yeah. So, so this goes back to our in, our yeah. Instagram conversation because like and, and kind of ties back to geez, two hours ago when we were talking about personas. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're gonna put a persona out there, it's almost easier. Right to yeah. do that, like I, um, I could give a million examples of it, but like if you're gonna have an online personality, like that's why I almost like the bro science guy. <laughs> like I know that that I don't whatever their, their name is. They're Dom like, Mazzetti, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a character, right? Yeah. Or Chad Flexington, yeah. That's a character, yeah. Hulk Hogan, that's a character. Yeah. Um, there's something to be said that you're playing a character. It's easier, yeah, right, than putting yourself out there. Definitely is. Um, and especially on social media. So if you're going to lower lower what it takes to achieve a certain level of fame. Yeah. I have always said that like people who are looking to get famous. Yeah. Right? You can do it the hard way through talent and hard work. Or you can be an outlier. You can be a freak. Oh, like that, uh, you know, you, you can go on a show like America's Got Talent yeah. and you can be like, yeah, I juggle chainsaws while somebody kicks me so, in the nuts. <laughs> You're like, that's amazing. But like, yeah. Okay. Or you can sell yourself out like reality stars I, I, do it all the time. They're, they're like, are you willing to eat this like fear factor? Yeah. Are you willing to eat this you know, disgusting thing for, yeah. to are be you on willing TV? to drink yeah. this cup of Bull semen. Yeah, right. So I can be on TV. Yeah. Oh, well, are you going to pay me? And like, do I get to meet Joe Rogan? I'm like, yeah. is this going to be on TV? Like, I always, I feel so bad for that person. Yeah. Who's like, is this going to be on TV? <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if that's your path, right? Like the, the Jersey Shore kids. My <laughs> God, talk about like personas that yeah. they've taken. And they've made, that's, that show's yeah. been on what? Over a decade now. Yeah. Um, well, Jesus. I, I think that's one of those things that comes back to if you <coughs> listen to enough smart people mm-hmm. uh, with a capital smart. Who, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I, I will say, anyone that gets to know me like really close, the one thing I value very much so is intelligence. Mm-hmm. And not just like, and I, I mean, I mean both like IQ and EQ. I yeah. value those both heavily. And both are very equally important. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, so with that being said, there are plenty of people that who, oh my God, I just lost this train of thought. God damn it. 
That um, happens a lot in here. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, people were like, oh my God, what was I saying? God damn, I wasn't tipping my tongue. I was talking about valuing intelligence. intelligence. Um, so, oh, no, no, no. God damn, I can't believe I just lost it. Oh man, it's about to go off. The selling yourself uh, out for a little uh, bit of fame. Oh, okay. Yes, there we go. Thank you so much. Bring me back. Yeah. Um, you can make a lot of money doing that. You can make a lot of money, like, quote, unquote, like, selling, mm-hmm. if you want to say selling yourself. Um, but a lot of smart people will tell you, like, money will not make you happy. Mm-hmm. Money will not make you happy. I agree. And you think fame will not make you happy. Because you're talking not. to someone, right? I want fame, but I know that's not what makes me happy. There's yeah. different reasons why I want it, mm-hmm. but the thing, but I'm happy right now as me, like right now, instantly. Me too. Anything else that adds to uh, that, that comes into my life, is just going to add, but there's nothing that could, like if things were to just, if I were to die right now, I could die and be like, you know what? I've lived an okay life. I'm at peace. Yeah. I, I'm at peace with things right now. How sure. things are. And, and yet somebody listening to this might be like, but a couple minutes ago, like you said, you were hungry and that yeah. you were passionate. They're like, yeah. And it's hard I think for people to understand that those two can exist in the same person. For sure. Well, this is the, this is what's hard for a lot of people. Two truths can exist at the same time. Yeah. The world is not a binary equation. <laughs> like, pl- plenty of things are binary. Yeah. Right. Plenty of things are. If we're dealing with humans, they are not. <laughs> I almost just said. <laughs> nope. I'm gonna say it. And uh, <laughs> I almost just torched um, myself. And so this is actually a, if we're talking like online social media influence. Um, what gets me about a lot of people is, is I think, you know, whether it's someone just wants to be heard, someone has some kind of insecurity or they're not fulfilled doing something, uh, it's much easier to get caught in these traps mm-hmm. online um, and on social media with, with, with others. Well, I, think, I see it with yeah. kids, yeah, uh, especially with something like TikTok nowadays. Oh, God. A lot of the kids at Action... They think I'm like the biggest deal because I got like over 50,000 followers on TikTok. You're kind of a big deal on TikTok. Or, 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 or something. I I'm really I, not. Oh, I wish I had the ability to to, uh, to pull up this video right now to show you. Like, do you ever watch your mom's house on no, YouTube no, no, no. or like the podcast? It's Segura and Christina P's podcast. And they love TikTok. <laughs> Except they go down the dark avenues yeah, of was, TikTok. Yeah. I, I see social media as an, especially like a, a TikTok or an avenue there. It's like a shortcut. Sure. To getting to the goal. All right. Yeah. We're tie this back into order. The goal the is goal. to get noticed. The yeah. goal is to get people to notice me. Yeah. What's the fastest way that I can do that? And those yeah. of us that are committed to growth yeah. and to actual building foundation and structure yeah. go, Jesus, so don't that, do it that, that way. Well, what's the funny thing about that is it's like, let's say someone just wants to get noticed, they want to get famous, but why? Right. But to why? what end? And because because then I'll, first I'll take, like, if we take money out of that, if money doesn't make you happy, let's take that out of that. Why? I'll guarantee you most people can't answer that question. I honestly couldn't. I think about exactly it. Exactly, though. That's what, right. If you can't answer it. No, shit, I, I, imagine I think what about others, it this way. Imagine how others think then. I think about it this way. Like, I, uh, the one thing, so I think I've said this to you before. The one thing that I think will become a commodity in, in the, call it, probably not post-apocalyptic, hopefully not, but like <laughs> in there. the new world order will be anonymity. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the wealthy, the rich, like the people who are who have, of means yeah. will start paying for anonymity to, to wipe themselves from the web, to wipe themselves from their, their images yeah. from the internet so that like they, they don't want to be famous. They're, they're powerful and influential, yeah. but they don't want anybody to know who they are. Well, in some ways, they kind of already do that. 
I mean, some of the most ways, powerful in, people in, some in the ways world. The rich are very secluded. Yeah, you've never heard of them like that. Yeah, Think about no. it. Tom Brady and Giselle, you know, are, yeah. are essentially New England royalty. So, yeah, for sure. They can't go to Target and buy shampoo. Well, they, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Um, and this kind of gets back into. Uh, I want to circle this back to something I said to you before in terms of like influencer, mm-hmm. right? Being that which a lot of people, um, I, I, in a social sense and online sense have a desire to be an influencer. They have a desire to be famous mm-hmm. you know, for, for those things. And then one thing I explained to you on this, um, just one of my favorite perspectives to drive home is I hate that word. Mm-hmm. I hate the thought of being an influencer. I believe myself to be a person of influence. Okay. Because influencer is a new, is it like a social media term? Yeah. Right. But most influencers outside of what they're quote unquote influencing mm-hmm. really won't influence much. Yeah. I, I believe I know. I, I generally believe they're not and, impacting like, the like, world. I don't think like, let's I'll, I'll keep it in terms of like health. If you're an influencer. You can sell some, some diet tea. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good for you. Make a hundred thousand dollars, maybe a million dollars from doing that. Dude, that's you can awesome. Make a million dollars peddling diet tea. You can, there's a lot of dumb money out there. Wow. There's a lot of dumb money out there on a lot of things. Maybe they should sponsor this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, like people uh, can, can they they can do that, and that that's cool. Um, but I I'll, I'll I'll refrain to like people I work with. I work with people who work with big companies trading hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. for stocks. I work with I've worked with people that are millionaires. I have friends totally in different tax brackets, mm-hmm. and. You know what? I like. I'd like to think that being around these people and running in these circles is equal, if not more valuable, to me than chasing being an influencer, because that doesn't mean I get around these people. It doesn't mean I get into these circles. Yeah, it seems like there's only. One, you know what I mean? Yeah, you have to be like. It doesn't happen by accident. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. So, um, because just because someone just because someone believes like oh. They have a really big following, and if I'm a company and or I'm someone, I'm gonna pay this person to do that. Cool. Then you're just cutting me a check. It doesn't mean I actually get to go out to eat with you or get invited over to you, right? Hang out. You know what I mean? It's personal relationships. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the number one thing. It's like you have to provide value. The For effort sure. has to go into the art with whatever sure. with whatever you're doing. Yeah, we've seen so many people, and like that's, you know, the perception I think maybe of action athletics, at least in the small, mm-hmm. the small scale that we run in. Right, you know, in the ninja community, I would like to think that action is at least known mm-hmm. in the ninja community. We don't post very much. I don't post a lot of Instagram, like because basically, we just. I mean, you do on our behalf, thank <laughs> God. Um, but like, you know, I would say we're probably not as well known yeah. as some less established gyms, um, despite our our history, right? Yeah. But the one thing that I've always taken a lot of pride in is that when you know, when somebody sees one of our competitors step out there in their neon yellow shirt, yeah. like on the course. Oh, that's how you are known, though. Is that people go, oh, that person's a threat. Yeah. Like, they don't know who they are, but they you see know, the shirt. Maybe, or maybe they know who they are, yeah. right? Like, there's certain ones. Like, nobody's going to mistake Pardo or well, Ethan or True. Or yeah, God definitely, those not. definitely But, like, not. or Paul Woods. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, well, people people know from the brand, uh, regardless of, of that. Like, uh, uh, what what is it? Um... Oh my God. Uh, what is the car brand? Oh, okay. I'll just use like a, the highest of like high car brands, mm-hmm. like a, like a Rolls Royce. 
Yeah. Right. You don't see them making commercials or anything. No. But they don't have to. But exactly, they don't have to. Right, because quality. When, when your brand is so well established, mm-hmm. like you don't have, you have nothing to prove. That's true. You have nothing to prove. You know what's funny? As I had that thought, if the you other were day. to put stuff out, it will only add. Yeah. To what you are. Mm-hmm. But it could but, degrade your brand a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It, it it could. But if you have if you have such a well established brand, mm-hmm. then that will always grow. Brand always grows. Yeah. I think if you're truly good at what you do, you don't you shouldn't have to tell people about it. Yeah. Because I think there's this idea of discovery, sure. right? The things that we discover, we tend to really like. Yeah. You know, the things that someone well, pushes on us, we're like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, like take uh take rap for example. Plenty of new artists come every year mm-hmm. and they may may make a hit. Plenty of artists that I know we personally love, mm-hmm. they have longevity though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which is the which is the actual goal? That's the goal of any. Yeah, you don't want to be a one-hit wonder. That's why I love. Oh, who was I listening to the other day? Oh, it's like um, Hobson. No one's gonna say that Hobson is like a oh top tier. <laughs> We're gonna blow him up. Touched on something. Yeah, right. no, I love no one's Hobson. gonna say that Hobson is like a top tier. Yeah. rapper. He's not. You know, he's not yeah. even in the conversation with like yeah. Jay Z, Kanye. Who I would argue isn't even that great of a rapper. Oof. He's a much better Same producer. Yeah, um, like he greatest of all time. My ass. Kanye's not even in that argument. But <laughs> Hobson is not even in that argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, at not, least at least Kanye plays in the majors. So, so you know, well, you know what a funny thing is, and and this gets into like what do you want to to build? Mm-hmm. Let's say, of course, people. Uh, related to training and everything, but in the context of like whatever you're building. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's always given me like a lot of comfort is cool. It, it's awesome to try and work. Let's say you want to be Jay-Z. Yeah. Awesome. I'd love to you, be Jay-Z. You know what? I'm I'm also though perfectly comfortable if whatever I'm doing career-wise attains the height and stays at the level of Hobson mm-hmm. because that doesn't mean I'm A, not successful. Mm-hmm. What that does mean though because like understanding like what you want, I have kept all my creative intellectual property. I have not like everything I have. Yeah, I don't uh, labels not telling me. Mm-hmm. I'm not not like I'm creating on my own. Well, that's one thing that action which is has always done. A thousand percent to me, way more valuable. I look at a, I look at some some other gyms out there that I'm you know maybe professionally intimidated by. Yeah, you know some some bigger multiple location. Um, companies that are backed by they have investors they you know they and the people whose names are associated with those gyms they don't own controlling stake in those gyms yeah um what do i even know about their business i just know that they didn't build it from the ground up right they had to bring on people with money in order to do it um so they have people telling them what to do yeah and they have influence in it but they don't get to make 100 percent of the decisions at the end of the day and that's an extremely valuable commodity sure so like I look at it from our perspective is like, and I think that part of what you were saying, at least what I took out of it is like, at least at the end of the day, you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I was original. You know, everything yeah, that I like did, which, yeah. everything I did was mine. It was, it was, it originally came from me. And so if you take like an, like those second tier artists, right now, no one's going to argue with the success of Kanye. I cannot argue yeah. with that. The dude, fine yeah. money. Love Kanye. And, and yeah. he said that from the beginning. He's like, I'm going to be the greatest. I'm going to tell you I'm the greatest. I'm yeah. going to be, and I'm going to be controversial yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to do everything because the end goal is fame and money. 
Yeah. That's the end goal, fame and money. Congratulations, yeah. dude. You nailed it. Yeah. Now, there will be rap connoisseurs that are going to argue <laughs> until the end of time who the greatest of all time is, right? And that's like with music or art or anything. Yeah. You're always going to have people be in the conversation. Um, if your end goal is fame and money in the rap game, you can hype yourself into that. Mm-hmm. In social media, if your end goal is fame and money, you can continue to sell and sell and sell and, yeah, hype sure. and hype and hype until you reach that. And that yeah. fame and money, at the end of the day, will feel as shallow as the way that you got there. Yeah. This is my perspective as a poor guy. I don't know. That's <laughs> maybe me just going, that's how I'm sure they feel. <laughs> um, but you know who I feel bad for in like the, in a situation like this? Tech Nine. Tech Nine is a damn good rapper. He's great and a pretty good I producer Nine, too. Yeah, right. Like I, he's he's really good. He's worked with some of the best. Um, but like, is Tech Nine anybody's favorite rapper? No. Is he even in the conversation with Jay Z? No. But does Biggie he want or, to be? Also, too. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he doesn't. He seems I, I, like I think that's big too. That's hard with rap because they're all telling you yeah. how much the best they are. Every single rapper. Well, you you probably almost. I think with anything like that you have to feel like you're the best. If we're talking like a competitor, yeah, it's it's, it's a competitor. I mean, it's a, you, it, that's the nature like, of the game. You need to feel like you're the best. That's anything. why I love Lil Dicky. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm just trying to do it differently. I think maybe <laughs> I could probably do it. Like you know, traditionally, that's how you guys have been. Who, doing by it. the way, can rap his ass off. Yes, he can. Have you been watching Dave? Oh my god! That's no, true. no, I haven't watched that. But oh. did you see? Did you see the Sway in the Morning freestyle? The yes. most recent one he did. Oh, it's fire. I that was our that was top five freestyle I've ever heard in my life. Yep. So that good. was amazing. Him, I he, was floored. So I'm a I'm a Logic fan as well, and they did him and Logic because you know the internet sees things very transparently. <laughs> Pure, so look at this look at this white suburban man. Yeah, like, like white hey, this white guy and look then this white. guy. <laughs> wait a minute, he looks white. God, the internet is so freaking. I don't want to say dumb, but it's just like low hanging fruit. Like, and somebody's gonna make that video, yeah. but they put them side by side. Now I love Logic. But I listened to both of their freestyles and I was like, shit, Logic. Dude, no. Like you just, Lil Dicky is phenomenal. He's yeah. so amazing. So good. He's, I mean, like, he's got genuinely that like excellent cause, flow. Because some of it, even if it's written just in, in the context of rap, you could tell a lot of it though was off the top, the way he mm-hmm. was like coming in and out of stuff. You know who's was uh I would almost say equally as good? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Dude, Shia LaBeouf gets too much crap, man. I that dude, he's he, he's crazy. He is crazy, but but, <laughs> but it, there was a time when actors were crazy. The, Most people in Hollywood are crazy, right? Here's the thing: we've celebutized for for years. Actors were the outcasts. They were the people that, that people would go to the shows, and they were the vagabonds yeah. and, the, and the you know the, the, the seedy characters, the people that you didn't want to deal with. Then somehow Hollywood has us all convinced that actors are just better people. That celebrities are somehow no, better not. than the average person. No, they're, they're not. not. They're, 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 they're really not. not. They're and not. a lot of them are really, really fucking yeah. psycho. Yeah. Uh, you have to be in order to play a character that well. Yeah. You have to be a little unhinged. Yeah. And so then when they take their own and they go, okay, well you're gonna play in this. You have to play in our stadium, mm-hmm. right? You have to act a certain way. You have to do a certain thing. Then a guy like Shia LaBeouf comes along, and I admit I fell for it, same as anything else, where TMZ and Hollywood reporters or all these other outlets are telling me what a what a weirdo he is and how unpredictable he is. And oh, he's he's not someone that you should want yeah. to subscribe to. Then I actually hear him talk on hot ones and on some of these other outlets where you it's a not necessarily a long form conversation, yeah. but enough where you can hear somebody and get to know them a little bit better. And I go, Oh, now I get it. 
that dude is just really passionate about acting. Like he sees that the the art yeah. is the thing. He wants to make a quality product. Like he and and maybe studios don't particularly like him because he's just kind of like he says what he thinks. And and that's why I'm not saying that he, definitely he's an agitator. Like <laughs> but I I mean, there's a lot of people that don't like that in their actions. Yeah. There's a reason why we all think Joaquin Phoenix is nuts. I mean, but he's also a tremendous actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I just look at that and I, I hate this glamorization. That, that, where people just see that as something to subscribe to, and then they forget what got the person there. Yeah, you know. And most people are headline readers too, so they'll yeah. read until the silo, silo was crazy because he did this. Yeah, he oh, put a fly, paper bag over his head. Yeah. Okay, he's a crazy person surrounded by crazy people, and they're all standing here going, "Well, he's crazy." Yeah, like okay, but like that's where I, I, I felt really bad. I watched the the Taylor Swift on Netflix. Uh, she has her latest sort uh-huh. of documentary, and there's a fundamental thing that. I had almost forgotten. Taylor Swift writes all her own music. She writes every song she sings. It's talent. Ariana Grande Skill. doesn't do Skill, that. Yeah. You know, Beyonce never did that. Like, there, there's no. You look at these top well, tier stars. Respect. She just, she's at the top tier. She is. She at the is. Top of the top she tier. is like, and and the fact that people give her crap and she still cares. Like, she still gets upset about what the internet says about her. Like that to me is a true artist. Like that's someone that I'm yeah. like, I, I can respect. And I love the fact that my girls love Taylor Swift. <laughs> they're, they're like super into her. And Dylan's got a voice on her that I'm like, holy crap. I think what people forget that these, these celebrities or these uh, artists are, honestly, they are just like everyday people. Mm-hmm. What they do just happens to be their profession or their career. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're any different than you and I. It's just <laughs> their career so happens to open themselves up for this fame, their, their for this Their career happens to be on a screen yeah. that you can watch and well, sort of voyeuristically so, Yeah. Consume. Well, this will, this is, this is, I got another totally unpopular opinion here. We'll think before we wrap up, so she get going. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I actually, and you may feel differently about this. You know, I don't hate as much as, for whatever reason, the world does. I don't hate Justin Bieber. I never did as much as like a lot of people because a lot of his antics, I always just looked at it as more like, Oh, you know what? That's like some stupid ass teenage shit mm-hmm. that he's doing. That a lot of people do. That a lot of people's kids are doing. They probably don't even know they're doing. Yeah, it just so happens his life is on the world stage. You make you make decisions like you know when you're given influence and power, and you're surrounded by people who are yeah. like telling you you're great or telling you like all these different you know, and and then like you when you have the means to yeah. do whatever you want. Not everybody should have the means to do whatever they want whenever <laughs> they want. Certainly, with not w- without the filter. Like we were talking about video games and how ninjas level up. Yeah. And you're given weapons and like that's yeah. like getting the cheat code to the game. Yeah, right. And you didn't earn it. You all of a sudden you're like, here's how to unlock everything in the game. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're just like, oh shit. Well, yeah, this <laughs> is easy. And you start walking around. Say like there was a cheat code with Call of Duty where you could just unlock like God mode. You oh, could there go around doing whatever. I don't know. Oh, I, don't, I don't play Call of Duty because I don't want to get sniped Sorry. by twelve year olds. So snap by twelve years, something gonna come over and. But that's the thing, like pregnant your mom. Say, say I played some video game, call, call it Call of Duty. I don't know what does it matter. Uh, and I played it on God mode because I found the cheat code early, and yeah. I've been playing all by myself, blah blah blah. And my buddies all came over and like, and we're playing. They're like, "Man, you're really good at this." And then I step into like a Call of Duty tournament <laughs> because I'm like, "Yeah, man, I've been playing this game. Whatever." I would get torched, yeah, because I, I'd have no context. Those other people that are playing in that tournament put in the work. They actually understand what it takes to yeah. win, and and understand the subtleties and the nuances of this, whoa, of this game <laughs> called life. Um, 
Whereas I was just, I was handed it. I'm not handed it. Like, obviously, I had a level yeah. of talent. I don't want to say that Justin Bieber was handed anything, right? Like, obviously, that kid is talented. But when you grow up already having the cheat codes, like Usher just kind of anoints you as sure. like the next thing. It's like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get you over. Um, you lose some of that context. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know? So I, I never really that. hated Bieber. That's like, I never really understood him. Yeah. I don't listen to Yummy like on well, the regular. It's not a good song. Okay, good. <laughs> it keeps popping up in like Dylan's. Like, good, I put on like the Spotify. Like, song. yeah, I, I put on the Spotify thing and like every <laughs> once in a while it'll pop up like in between Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> Speaking of being good at things, did you know that I am in the top 2% worldwide of Taylor Swift fans according to Spotify? What? That's how much my kids listen to Taylor Swift. I am. I listen to her more on what? Spotify more than ninety eight percent of listeners worldwide. Does this just play on a loop at home? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Every time we get in the car, Daddy, can we say Taylor Swift? Yep. 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 That's amazing. It's just, and Dylan loves it, and Reese loves it, and then then every once in a while, I'll try to sneak you know some of the classics in on them. Like she loves that the same way that she loves Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Because they love uh, Thor Ragnarok, yeah, <laughs> and so like um, immigration song is the uh, or immigrant song is like it plays very heavily in yeah. that movie. And so Dylan, I caught her the other day. She's running around the house. She's going, ah, <laughs> like you're the best. That's adorable. That's well, great. Um, man, I feel like there was so much more we could get into, but it's like two and a half hours in, and we can't spend the whole day doing yeah, this. Yeah, I know. I was told Sherry would be yeah, home at lunchtime. Oh yeah, my god, it's one o'clock. Right, going. you can always yeah. come back. We could. I mean, this could be like a semi-regular thing if we got time for the next uh, few. Yeah. We can have different yeah. topics. Yeah. I think we kind of sp- spanned a lot, but yeah, yeah, we jumped right. on. We can touch on. We can we can uh, uh, we can dial ourselves into, into in. I think maybe reining it into in into a little bit into different parts. We need a producer to be like, okay, guys, <laughs> like keep it on. Because I, I mean, we've talked for almost three hours. I'm I'm probably gonna cut this up into something a little bit more palatable. Yeah. Maybe this will come out as a two-parter. <laughs> um. All right, tell people where they can find you because you are a legit influencer or oh, a person if, of influence. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Tell everybody where I they can find you. That. You can find me on any social media at my name, at Chris Poirier Kim. And you can add me on Facebook. Just look me up, Chris Poirier. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Please come one, come all. There you go. I, I respond to all my DMs. Respond to every comment. Make sure you come at him positively, though, because yeah. otherwise you're no, going to get... No, I don't mind if people don't. Here's the thing. I don't mind if people <laughs> don't. Open up a conversation. I don't mind if you open up the conversation. Just, just don't be a little punk-ass bitch and not respond <laughs> back to me. See? You heard it here first, folks. Chris Poirier Kim screaming at the internet. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that'll work it. out well for you. I love you. it. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, well, Chris, thanks for coming in. And uh, I'm sure we'll do this again. This is a, a lot of fun. Hopefully, yeah. I'll upgrade some equipment next time. There won't be guys working really hard in the background. I apologize. But <laughs> um, yeah, we'll do it again. Thanks for stopping by. Cool. Thanks, Nate. Later.